You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center, this is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the... Welcome to the Wrestling Rewind. The only wrestling podcast by fans who don't hate wrestling. Hey everybody, it is Tuesday here on Phoenix from 2.5 FM, the true parent channel, national media, and the WrestlingRewind.com. My name is Daryl Connor. Welcome to the Wrestling Rewind, the only wrestling podcast by fans who don't hate wrestling. However, however, uh, we are covering something from 2005, and I forgot how much I dislike the roster of 2005. <laughs> so I'm going to shot myself in the foot here, uh, Martin, a little bit. Uh, I... I Forgot why I stopped watching wrestling around 2005 because uh, I missed this one actually uh, when it was this, happening because I was. This out. is brilliant. Then this is brilliant because uh, my notes are really similar. This is pretty much exactly when I stopped watching. So this is all completely new to me as well. I've never seen any of these uh, shows. Never seen any of these matches. Uh, some of the people in it, I didn't even know who they were. Yeah, no, I mean, okay, this is, I'm glad we're starting off there, because I was worried, I'm like, oh, we're going to be really negative on this. But yeah, I mean, um, sorry, you heard him, uh, you love him, 1-0, and undefeated, Punk has still yet to accept this challenge, the one, the only, Mr. Martin Hardy, Hardy, Martin. It's Taboo Tuesday. It's Taboo Tuesday. Speaking of things that are taboo, <laughs> that's the best I can do. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not giving myself a whole lot here. Well, you uh, haven't, you haven't even like, so you're, you're giving out to me, or we haven't even talked about Taboo Tuesday, but you're the man who controls the time machine. So this is I'm, true. I'm just sitting here waffling, waiting for you to hit the button. So we're going to hit the button right now. So we're going to go all the way back to 2005 right. in the time machine. And we've actually managed to have a bit of control of the time machine now. So we're able to tell it to go to these specific events, which is great. Cause usually we just hop in and see what happens. Usually I look for lines and match or triple H. And stuff appears. Uh, <laughs> neither of those things happened here. Um, or or the big boss man. Usually that takes me to wonderful places too. Um, well, well, not only do you have Triple H in this, you've got uh, Harley Race. Facially have, Triple H. Yeah. So, I mean, like, okay. So, we're going all the way back to 2005. Uh, November 1st. I thought this was, like, way sooner. I didn't realize this was in November. Um but last last year's one was in uh, November as well. That was for Survivor Series. I hate Survivor Series. I always have. Except recently when they brought in the... No, stay on topic. Stay on topic. Yeah, do, not, cause, do not let cause me... Know, I just don't want to talk know, about this. I have a whole stack of uh, early late 80s and early 90s Survivor Series VHSs. And even when I was a kid, even when I would watch 
any literally anything. God, I found some of them to be a tedious slug. Like I just hate the five on five thing, and I know some people like it, but I mean, no, I wrong. like it as a as a like a part of the show. One match, the, it's okay as one match. It's not okay the, for all of it. Yeah, see the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. That is the whole pay-per-view. Every single match yeah. is a Survivor Series match. Oh, I hate them so much. I mean, it makes oh. more sense to have war... Like, the best ones are with war games, because, I mean, that's cool. And then the... The... Um, Deadly Games Tournament. Yeah. That was great, yeah. too. You know, but actually, we'll probably get the Deadly Games Tournament eventually, because that is a fun watch. That's a nice one. Yeah, that's that's actually a fun a fun tournament, and it kind of sets up the last arc we just did as well. So, but we're <laughs> yeah. not talking about we're not anything we're not. that's deadly. We're talking about taboos. We're not talking about anything that's good. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so yeah, uh, so this was in San Diego, California, November first, two thousand and five. Attendance six thousand. Oh my god, that's very low, oh. very low. I mean, even they knew what was going on. Buy rate was. Um, 174,000. Weirdly, the buy rate was 174,000, and the buy rate for Taboo Tuesday 2004 was 174,000. Do you think it was the exact same people? I mean, yeah, I was one of them. Do you think this was maybe like, like, in a in a certain sense, if we're talking about like a, do you know the way people would say someone is pound for pound the best fighter? They don't mean that they're the best fighter. They just mean that in terms of their division and all that, they're the yeah. best fighter. Yeah. Like, do you think that maybe this was the most successful WWE pay-per-view ever because every <laughs> single person who bought it in 2004 bought it in 2005? I mean, potentially. Potentially. But, like, I will have to say, right, this show was demonstrably worse than the first one. But it was also kind of better. And I don't think it was because the show, like, okay, so all this, okay, so all the kinks that were in the first show, like the weird pacing, the the fact that they would. Which you could forgive because it was the first. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the weird kinks that were in the first one, like the pacing, um, it just kind of feeling very house showish. Um, they were moving the wardrobe of the Fafilia Fancy match as Triple H was walking out, which is still the funniest thing ever. Uh, you know, just we- really weird stuff like that that just well, wouldn't, one, ha- wouldn't happen one on thing, a paper. Yeah. One thing we agreed on last week was that um, Taboo Tuesday 2004, weirdly, for some reason, if it was the audience, if it was the lighting, if it was the setup, if it yeah. was the weird matches, felt like a late-era WCW. Exactly. Yeah, and it did. This doesn't. It, this actually feels this more like a. This feels more like a WWF show. I hundred percent agree with you. This does not feel like a WCW pay per view. This feels like a WWE Raw. Yeah. It doesn't. I feel mean, like make... pay per view. It feels like a. Raw. So I don't know which is better and which is worse, either to be a WCW pay per view or, or a WWE weekly show. Well, I mean. They bill it as a pay-per-view, but it's 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 strange. So look, I mean Well, I'll tell you what, they bill it as a pay-per-view in two thousand five. If mm. I had paid are we over the hour yet? Let's say we are, yeah. If I had paid fifty dollars for this, I would be pissed. Yeah. I, mean, I would be I'd be raging. I I don't know. 
I genuinely don't know. Um, going back and watching this, I remember being, but I was actually, I didn't watch it because I wasn't watching it. Like watching it there out of sync and then watching it for the show. I was actually very disappointed in this because I actually went back and bought like a bunch of DVDs when I got back into wrestling and this was one of them. And I remember watching it going, this is really bad. And it's funny because I actually went to a house show around this time. The infamous one where Triple H was beaten by John Cena, cementing my hate for John Cena forevermore. (laughs) Um, But it also had the big show and Kane as tag team championship. So I actually saw that tag match happen in Dublin. Oh. In and around this time period, yeah. Very good. So this, and also there was a Kurt Angle Shawn Michaels match, which was actually unbelievable at that show too. So while I wasn't, say so. I, I, like I just got back into watching wrestling around that time at a house show. Do you so, know what? I'm I'm kind of worried about the arc we're on now because <laughs> the same thing happened to me when I got back into wrestling. I went to CEX and I just bought a bunch of. Uh, DVDs of uh, shows I hadn't seen. And no, I didn't get Taboo Tuesday, but the cheapest ones were all Cyber Sunday. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm concerned that the, the current arc we're on is the <laughs> the bargain bin. <laughs> yeah, DVDs. And it's, it's funny because, like, okay, this one I think was full price on Silver. Do you remember Silver Vision? Mm. The website, yeah, that. Uh, that Silver like, Vision. Oh God, do that, I miss that? Yeah, so Silver was was the website that over in the UK and Ireland you bought your WWE DVDs from, right? So I this one was full price, but then the two Cyber Sundays were like six euro. <laughs> oh, you got ripped off, man! I bought my Cyber Sunday in Cork for like fifty cent. Yeah, but these were new. Oh, okay. But these were new, <laughs> so I mean, they were literally printing them and giving them away. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Oh and, man, that and there was uh, free shipping as well, so you had to pay X amount and you got free shipping. So do you remember that? Um, whenever you turn it on, it would start Silver yeah. Vision. Oh, I absolutely. Presents. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> oh right my god. That's so look, amazing. You know, watching this one is in, is, is interesting because I remember watching it the first time again. I was wasn't watching it when it was live. Um, I did buy the first one. Um, and it took a year off from this. So I actually I guess I wasn't one of the people that bought bought the pay per view from year to year. One of the hundred and seventy four. No, because no, because I was kind of I didn't watch this one live. Anyway, who who do you think replaced you, and do you think they're now cursed? I think is they stop. I think it, they stop watching after this. Is it like it follows? Like the only way <laughs> to get rid of it is to pass it on to somebody else, or like that movie Smile, which has the same premise? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like who, very, who, guys, you can tell you we do not want to talk about the show. <laughs> you can genuinely tell you don't want to do it. <laughs> who do you pass this on to, Dara? And do you feel personally culpable for whatever happened to them? No, because then I had no, because then a couple of months later I saw Triple H, my hero, being defeated by John Cena with an STF. That looked terrible. I'm oh, devastated. Has he ever done? Uh, do you know what? More wrestlers need to be like Ken Shamrock. Yeah. Ken Shamrock told The Rock, "You need to fucking pan me because we're over there now. You yeah. need to fucking pan me with that chair, or I'm not going to sell it." More apparently, wrestlers... RVD was told the same thing in Japan. I was watching, I was reading an interview with him there, like during the week, and he was like, "Yeah, I went to Japan in 1983, and they told me kick me as hard as you can, or I'm going to kick your teeth in." <laughs> Fine. <laughs> yeah, more wrestlers 
yeah. more wrestlers need to say, if you put that weak looking STF on me, I'm going to pretend to fall asleep. <laughs> oh, no, the STF was just, oh, it was awful. But OK, so let's do our best here. Um, so look, there were there was a marketed upgrade on this. I had corn as team music, which was bizarre. Um, what was it, just, Transistor or something? Twisted like that. Transistor, which is a good track, but it was just kind of bizarre. Um, when it started, I was like, "Oh, this feels better and worse at the same time." And I like yeah. the fact I like the fact now that they've come out and are like, "Okay, it's on WWE.com." That makes perfect sense. They actually kind of had a handle on what they're actually doing, right? So, I mean, it, it made a lot of sense. But the you know what starts to hit the fan almost immediately, like not not in a bad way, just in like a what what? Joey Styles interrupt like doesn't do the hard sell. Like there's there's silence for like a while, and then King is like, "You gonna say something?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, here I'm Joey Styles. Hey, I'm I, I'm doing another one night stand for WDB." And you're like, "What happened here?" Now, so I did some digging. They legitimately, so, and it goes back to what why Austin didn't wrestle. So we'll get to that in a second. But JR was legitimately fired from WWE. Oh, those bastards! <laughs> legitimately fired, and um, you weren't going to bring him back. So the end of the hold on, hold on, hold on. We hold on to that. This is a complicated story. Oh, okay, so okay. I, I don't sorry, sorry. It sorry. It's okay. So what happened was WWE actually paid money to Mike Goldberg who was the UFC announcer, to no-show an event and then give him a ridiculous amount of money to become their play-by-play guy. That obviously didn't happen. So their plan B, Joey Styles. Sorry, Martin, continue. But, no, but now I'm completely, I've completely diverted the other way. What happened with Mike Goldberg? Why didn't he go with them? Because he didn't want to betray B, the UFC. But they paid him. No, they were going to. They offered him a series. Oh, of they money. offered him. Sorry, right. sorry. The, apparently, so the deal why was ridiculous. Why did they fire JR? They always wanted to fire JR. What is yeah. this company's problem? Yeah, they just they, they don't like JR. This, I swear to God, this is it. Every time we speak, I remember why I completely abandoned wrestling in 2004. <laughs> I'm the same. This is why. And when I was watching it, I was like, it all just started coming back. And I'm like, oh, this is why I but you completely were, left it. You were in or near Dublin. You yeah. were near Population Centre. You yeah. had, do you have like the likes of Sky TV or whatever? Yeah. 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 Okay. No, I was out in rural South Armagh. So like wrestling to me, whenever WCW was bought over whenever WCW is gone wrestling to me narrowed immediately it became just WWE because like, like I said I didn't have internet access to to I didn't even know about things like Impact or Ring of Honor or TNA, TNA or New Japan I didn't have like a population center that was near me that would have like Cross McGlenn Library as good as it was didn't have a lot of <laughs> You know, New Japan's tapes or <laughs> Ring of Honor's tapes. So a huge part of the reason that I abandoned wrestling was because I was like, okay, well, well, now wrestling is just WWE and they have clearly just stopped caring. Yeah. No, and it, the thing about it was, it was like, so I was working, when I started working for WrestleView in 2000 and, geez, 2010, um, 
wrestling only was WWE. That's but the only thing that you dropped. Bloody what culture, who Dara also worked for, who this True. haven't paid, by the way. No, they um, did. They just <laughs> wasn't a lot. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I retract that. Uh, uh, their handle is still what culture? WWE. Yeah. But, I mean, that's that's more that's more a sign of that in the popular culture, people still associate wrestling with WWF. Yeah. Not even WWE, WWF. So you asked no, I, I find it so irritating, like when I'm, because uh, most people would know, like people in work or people who even know me through someone else would yeah. know that I'm a huge fan of wrestling. Yeah. You know, because obviously I used to do it and the refereeing and all that. And they would, all, people who aren't interested in wrestling would always say to me, oh, I hear you're a huge WWE fan. No, oh. no. I am a wrestling fan. <laughs> but here's Things the thing. are not the same. But here's the thing. Uh, I know Adam from uh, Wrestleview would always say this story. Uh, he ran into Kevin Ash one time. He was, talking, he was interviewing Kevin Ash or whatever. And Kevin Ash would always um, talk about people running into him going, oh, why did you give up wrestling? He's like, no, I wrestle every week. It's in this company called Impact. <laughs> you know? And it's just the fact that when something's kind of gone out of the public perception, it's gone, you know, and it's it's weird because in this time period, even though there was Ring of Honor um, and there was the begin like 2005 was Impact uh, TNA's best year ever. 2005 is a phenomenal year in TNA. It really is. Um, and it didn't matter because this 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 garbage is what people were watching. And I mean, it sucks because there were some good matches here. There were some good there were some good characters, but. I mean, the start of the show... It's, do you know what it's actually you know, called? Well, There's a word for this. It's called genericide. It's when the name of an individual product becomes a byword for the product as a whole. So yeah. if you were going to clean your carpets, what would you yeah. use to clean them? I don't know. If you're going to, sorry, if you're going, like, I, I know you don't clean them, like, professionally or anything. But no, if, no, I genuinely don't know. I've never cleaned a carpet. Oh, no, but, like, if you were going to clean, like, in your house, you just wanted to suck dirt off the floor. Oh, you did Hoover. Yeah. Hoover okay, is sorry. the name of an individual product. Hoover is the name of a company. It's, it's, called, yeah. a, it's called a vacuum cleaner. Of course. Of course. And this is. This is called. And I have done that. I have actually used used the vacuum cleaner. Yeah, sorry. I thought you yeah, meant there but... was like some weird product that you sprinkle no. <laughs> on. And... Yeah, I was pro... like, dude, I don't, I've never done that. I, just I should say, it, should say to everyone that me and Dara do not discuss at all what we are going to say. On no, the show. There's, there's, so... we have we have resting notes and that's it. <laughs> but yeah, but the point is that your your initial thing was, hey, use a Hoover. Yeah, so it's a. Uh, Hoover is the name of an individual product, an individual sure, company like, that just became associated with vacuum cleaners. So sure, it's like it's like Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi isn't a thing. Wi-Fi is a Wi-Fi. brand name. Why exactly? There you go. Or band aids. But yeah, band aids are a term for plasters. Yeah. Yeah. It's well. called a genericide. And, and folks, you can only get this information here. This information is literally not on the internet. No, it's not. We didn't Google any of this. Um, but yeah, so WWE kind of became a genericide term for pro wrestling, which I cannot 
we do not have enough time for me to accurately outlay how much that irritates me. <laughs> but I mean, it makes sense. And I don't even think it's WWE that became the term. WWF became the term. I mean, it, it depends what, yeah, it depends how old someone is, really. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, okay. So, as I said, you know, they really wanted to fire JR, and they did. They weren't going to bring him back. There was like a storyline we get into with Austin because it does actually directly involve him. But they brought in Joey Styles, who was working as an ad agent, apparently. And they're like, oh, yeah, come on. You're on, you're on one night stand. Come on in. And he just shows up. And you were doing a three-man boot for a while with Coachman. But on this show, it's just so bizarre because Lawler obviously doesn't like Joey Styles. Yeah. And it's blatantly obvious he doesn't like him. There's a there's a moment there's a moment in it where I didn't even get the joke, but uh, Joey says is obviously kind of ripping the piss out of Lawler for his, and I will get into them his constant leery comments about the (laughs) the women's match, and then he says, uh, "Well, I've got one for you here," and then he makes some joke. I'll be honest, I didn't understand the joke. I didn't get it. Um, Right. But afterwards, he says, uh, so that's pretty much guaranteed I'll never be back again. And Lawler just goes, yeah. So oh. I I don't know what that is. And Lawler doesn't even do, yeah, in his Lawler voice. He just no, goes, he's like, I really, just goes, yeah. yeah. Oh, so, uh, and I tried looking it up. I don't know what that is. I don't know what the inside joke. I don't know. Maybe it was a reference to, because around this time, Lawler was facing some allegations about yeah. wandering hands and underage children well uh, okay i did not know that do not go into that leave well, it there yeah <laughs> i will i will go into it although the word underage is redundant there's no such thing as an overage child so. <laughs> <laughs> too. wow that's crazy i didn't even know about that i don't know look there's a lot of really weird stuff that was happening around this time and i mean it, it's just on that point where the internet was like it wasn't ubiquitous yet. It was getting there. So, I mean, a lot of this stuff, you're kind of go back and having a look and it's hearsay and comes out in interviews. And that's how we found out about, one, the, the Joey Styles thing, which would eventually become a work shoot, um, the, the the firing of JR, and then the start, why Austin didn't show up on this show. These are all things it's, that have only been released recently. Isn't it mad, though, that we think wrestling nowadays is like, Oh my god, like AWs and chaos, AWs, blah blah blah. But it's all because everybody has access to social media. Yeah. Can you imagine two thousand and five if Twitter was what it is now? Oh yeah, absolutely. WWE I mean, would have died a thousand deaths. It would have. It would have. And it's it's just <laughs> you know, it's just the nature of it. Like when you're able to go in and check everything, you can check everything. And nothing's off the table. So that's that was that was weird. Um, here in Joey Styles, and I like Joey Styles, I really do. But I mean, well, do you know what? The whole Take, energy of that show was completely different. You know, it what it, it was so strange, and he he actually wasn't bad. He wasn't bad. He was great. It was just yeah. King did not like him at no, all. So he sandbagged also, him the entire show. It, you're a hundred percent right. He wasn't bad, but King. Yeah, sandbagged is the perfect word, but also his energy just did not match the energy of this show. No. This was not an, oh my God, 
God show. This was a uh, show. You know, and he did use the oh my God line a couple of times. I'm like, this seems very disingenuous. You're really devaluing. Yeah. That's why we at, um, uh, I just forgot the name for our podcast for a second there. The Wrestling Rewind. (laughs) Oh my God. That's why we at the Wrestling Rewind uh, are very choosy about what we will and will not make worthy of an X-Pac euro because we do not want to devalue the currency. And why the Katie Vick scale only comes out very regularly. Katie Vick scale only comes very out very rarely. regularly. The um the ace steel chomper scale, you'll only see that when it's absolutely necessary. Exactly. This is this is that's a, a that, that's a Canadian destroyer <laughs> of radio. <folks. laughs> this you don't is see a, it all the time. A premium product that you have to pay for, but folks, you get absolutely every single X Pac penny of your X Pac Euro. So it's interesting as well, all right? So the show started off with um, just a weird match, man. It was a tag team match that kind of kind of went uh, nowhere. But what's interesting about it is, um, so you got to pick who would team with Chris Masters to go against Mahardy and Rey Mysterio, right? Inter-tag team match, so... Sorry, inter-brand tag team match, so SmackDown versus Raw. And again, now, and again what... just... And I'm, I'm really sorry, this will be the last time I'll do this. But just to clarify, the same thing that we clarified last year, last week, we've pretty much verified that the whole voting system of Taboo Tuesday was real, w- was legit. It was yeah, like, so that it was all real. They did not know who was going to win. But oh, there's one God. thing I say before we go into the actual match itself. Christian shows up, right? This is the last appearance of Christian in WWE. Oh, I thought I'd have caught you out with that one. I thought I, I had that here. Uh, I thought Did you? Oh man. So yeah, like he would show up on impact um a couple of days later. I couldn't as believe the best run ever. Christian's run in impact is phenomenal. Sorry, go on. But that's that's kind of a become a hallmark of his career because do you remember he was um he showed up at the Royal Rumble and then a couple yeah. of days later he showed up on AEW. Yeah, yeah. So, but this is like the first time this kind of happened. He was the first big name, really, to kind of leave. But it sucks. It's like because he wasn't under contract in this, so he showed up. I actually, and, you know, I couldn't believe he didn't get. Like, so I understand why Matt Hardy got the vote because obviously yeah. this was around the time of the Matt Hardy Edge Lita storyline. It was a couple of weeks away from uh, Ed, a couple of weeks after Edge had banished him from Raw. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, so I kind of get why people voted Matt Hardy, but Christian didn't even come second. No, like I would have thought people were like, "Oh well, if you don't want the Matt Hardy match, you want the former tag team partners match." But I can uh, think it kind of just goes to show like how much. But I mean, obviously, there's a, a well documented history of Vince hating Christian, um, but it goes to show, yeah, how much WWE in general just undervalued Christian. Well, see, I would go to another Simpsons quote where it's like, how many times, people, do I have to say it? Democracy doesn't work. <laughs> and, I mean, when I saw Mysterio, I was like, are you for real? Like, no, that wouldn't even be a good match. So the people just, uh, in my opinion, I think they made the wrong choice um, by putting my hardy, but it did kind of make sense. And I led up to something that was very interesting I've never actually seen before, where 
Matt, uh, Edge just goes, no. Here's Stitsky. And they have <sighs> Matt Hardy and Rey Mysterio defeating Chris Masters and, and Stitsky. And it's like, this is a weird match. So, that, well, okay, sorry. Uh, just, just let me get it real quick. I mean, Matt and, and Ray are not a good team together. Chris Masters is, you know, actually Masters is all right, but Snitsky wasn't, and it just led to this 14-minute mess to open the show. And 14 minutes in a bad wrestling match feels like half an hour. Oh, my God. I was watching this on the bus back, uh, to Limerick before the gig yesterday, and... I felt Which like of the I gigs? Because our friend Dara did three gigs yesterday. I did three sets in a row. That is very true. <laughs> in the same gig. Absolute <laughs> machine. Thank you. Thank Brian you, Cage has nothing on Dara O'Connor. I, I will take that. <laughs> take that. But I was watching this on the bus and I'm like, oh my God, how long have I been watching this? And then I couldn't believe it. I was, <laughs> it just kept going. And it's like, this match is not good. It's just not good. Dara watched this and he's like, oh, well, at least we must be near Limerick. Yeah. (laughs) Scaries. (laughs) That's actually what happened. It was it was very annoying. Uh, But it was interesting because like Lita and Edge cut the promo. and They're like, well, we're just not doing it. And I I, were you able to verify if that was real or planned or whatever. So I I looked this up. So what happened was. um, like Dara said, people voted for who was going to face Edge and um, I don't know, who was the other guy? Chris Masters. Yeah, Edge and Masters, right? Edge was never going to wrestle this match. So this, right. was, this was part of the So this was story. part of the storyline, okay. So it doesn't matter who they voted for. Edge was never going to wrestle because he was legitimately injured. Oh, but he wow. wasn't. He wasn't so badly injured that he would like... Look in no, no show it or give up his like because he's walking around with the is that the money in the bank? Yeah, yeah. So he wasn't that, but he was injured enough that they were like, well, there's no point in you know potentially making it worse for what is probably going to be our lowest viewed pay per view of the year. Um. So yeah, they always knew Edge was never going to wrestle the match. Um. I was kind of a dick move on the audience. But what really got me about this was when Edge announced, I think the WWF fans deserve a substitute in that matchup. And we get Snitsky. Yeah. Talk about an anti pop. But I mean, it seems like Lita has buried the hatchet with Snitsky. Last, yeah. On last year's show, <laughs> Kane yeah. got killed. And Kane had also, you know, caused the death of her unborn child. And this year, she's out with Edge, wearing the face off him. And we're like, oh, it's so, cool. we're cool now, man. So, good. In, in kayfabe, before the show, Edge and Leaf are talking, and, and they're going, uh, do you know what? I don't, I don't feel up to this match. I don't think I need it. I got the money in the bank. Uh, I got a shot at the world title, so yeah, why, why should I bother? And then Lee's going, yeah, you're damn right. You know what? Let's just pick someone to to replace you in this match. And Edge is going, God, who could replace me? I mean, some of the guys have matches tonight, and some of the guys are in the voting thing. And, and then you go, oh, what about that guy? What do you call him? Who um, uh, 
killed my baby. <laughs> oh, what was his name? Why didn't you get him to step in? I mean, it's the least he could do, you know, after he killed our baby. And where's Kane? I mean, Kane got over this really quickly, too. <laughs> yeah, Kane, and Kane is like, do you know what? It turns out that uh, child wasn't really what I wanted. What I was honestly after was the tag team titles. That's what this was. That was really the journey that he went on. I don't know. The only reason I slept with you later was because I thought we'd have twins and then I could put the tag titles on them. But, uh... <laughs> or maybe he thought she was the big show and got confused. <laughs> like what I really but, needed was a tag team partner. Do you know what? It's actually what we do here at the Wrestling Rewind. Uh, it's kind of great because when you watch wrestling week to week, I can see how you could forget this stuff. But when you go year to year, it's, it's goddamn it's, ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. It's so wild. It's, it's like it's, a different show. Like This dude killed your baby a year ago. <laughs> and now you're like going, All right, why don't you hop in for me here? Like, hot tag. Oh, my God. <laughs> And the other guy, the father of the baby, totally he's, doesn't care anymore. He's, he's like, like yeah. yeah, whatever. It's fine. Go for it. Yeah. Save, save me a trip to the clinic. Go but for you it. know what's weird, though? <laughs> you know what's weird, though? They do reference last year's show with Shawn Michaels. Not, no, not only with Shawn Michaels. Snitsky's entrance music is now... It wasn't, wasn't my fault. fault. Oh, my God. That's right. <laughs> And Lee is just standing there like... She's just like, yeah. yeah. It wasn't. And you're like, what I, I, I love it. I, it was my fault. But it's oh, not like... so ridiculous. It's not like he cost somebody a match or, you know, he cost somebody a title. You know, killed someone's baby. It's like, it was my fault. And I'm going to make that part of my gimmick. <laughs> Oh, it's just so ridiculous. But this match is genuinely, genuinely painful to watch. It is yeah, one I mean, of the wor- it's one of the worst matches I've ever seen. And the thing about it is, it is a snapshot of what Raw was like in two thousand and five. I think your summation of this feels like a Raw is very true because I mean, this is a Raw match, and it's a bad, bad Raw match. I mean, yeah. look, and you know what? The, I think you know what I think the problem is. I don't think the wrestling is the problem. I don't think the storyline is the problem. It's the talent. Also, th- sorry, did you notice that there's two referees in this match? Yeah. That was very stupid. Sorry. That was very stupid. But and, I, I mean, I think the problem like here I got, was, I got it, but I was uh, like, it's very stupid, though. Very stupid. But it goes to show that since 2004, they've been trying to make this Raw SmackDown rivalry work. Yeah, and it hasn't worked since then, and they kept pushing this nonsense until twenty twenty one. They were still doing it. They're like still doing it, yeah. nobody cares about Rovers. We all know it's the same company. <laughs> but I mean, I to finish the point, I don't think the problem was the matches and the storylines. I think the problem, I mean, that it wasn't helped by that. But well, I mean, there was decent action in this match. Yeah, well, but the well, talent, by no means but, a great match. But the talent here, like Chris Masters is not a star. Snitsky's not a star. Arguably Mysterio was oh, kind of a star at this point. And Mahardy 
was over because of stuff that wasn't in the ring. You know, Eugene wasn't a star. Um, Kalido, I mean, Lance and Trevor. These guys are just... I mean, you, you would never pick them in SmackDown versus Raw, the video game. <laughs> Ever. You would never pick them. They're like guys who you trade off. Like, I mean, if you look at the, you know, in the GM mode, you know, they'd, they'd be rated 50 and then you trade them in bundles off to go get, like, someone decent. <laughs> go buy new, new boots for Stone Cold. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> you're watching a pay-per-view with them and you're like, you guys are just, this is jobbering, you know? Is this all this? Is, like, okay, Shelton Benjamin was on the pre-show. Where poor old Shelton, like he had a fire match last year, and now he's great, out. Great match, and not only a great match, but a title change. So yeah. even though, like, we didn't like, uh, we didn't throw any rose petals over Taboo Tuesday two thousand and four, but the fact that Shelton Benjamin came out felt felt kind of genuinely like out of left field, and then the fact that he won the title, we're like, all right, okay, well. Maybe maybe anything can happen on this show. Yeah. Whereas this opener didn't make you think maybe anything can happen, and this opener made you think, uh, any old bullshit's going to happen. Yeah, it's just you know, it, I don't know. It just it, it set the it set the table in all the wrong ways. You know, it really was kind of like, oh, none of this matters, Matt. Well, do you know what? Part of the problem is with this as well. Yeah, is that now I don't. I'll actually be really interested. Um, as someone who quit around the same time, I'd be okay. really interested to hear your views on this. Okay. Brand exclusive pay per views feel small. They do. They do. I think they're the worst thing you could possibly do. It doesn't. Yeah, it's like you're thinking of a pay per view. You're like, all right, I'm going to get all the stars. I'm going to get the big names. I'm going to get the big matches. But it's like, it's like a, a, like, they split the roster fairly well, but it means you have half the stars and half the mid-card guys and half the jobbers. And it just doesn't feel like the roster was big enough to make both those things like equally huge. So a a brand exclusive pay-per-view to me like even but like when we were talking earlier about how when we got back into wrestling yeah and we would go and buy the dvds that we'd missed i would tend to avoid dvds that were brand exclusive because it's like uh, yeah i mean i really like this guy but i don't know who the other 10 guys are i did that too for smackdown apparently smackdown was really bad around this time yeah it was it was horrendously bad so i mean as bad as raw was smackdown really got really got the 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 bones of it you know but as you said i think with this the action was quite good my hardy and mysterio actually pulled out some really good spots it's funny to notice that they didn't um fix the stage the stage still has the problems of last year um and yeah like that was your open the match it kind of it was weird what's the what's the problem of last year where like the stage when you're walking out it has like this weird like claw thing in the middle of it (laughs) and when the wrestlers are walking out you can't see half of them so you have to stand in front of the stage (laughs) yeah it's but you know what at least they took the uh 
So do you remember in the first one last year, they last year, last week, they had a uh, this huge control center where yeah. like we're monitoring all the votes. And I'm like, it's an internet poll. It takes a phone to monitor. <laughs> you don't need you don't need this bank of twenty computers they have. At least this year they've like scaled that down and moved it to the side and it's like And you have taught Okay. Three computers. And you have Todd uh, Todd Phillips there, which, I mean, he, he's a lot more likable than Jonathan Coachman. Yeah, although you know, this, uh, this pay-per-view is not Coachman-free. No, it's not. It's not. We'll get to that. Um, so after, after God, we've, we've literally talked about one match. This, <laughs> this is mental. This is mental. Okay, so there's this weird segment afterwards, and I don't know what you're talking Look. There's two ways to look at it. Either it's super fun and it's light and all kinds of, and then also, is Maria supposed to be mentally damaged? Is that so, is that I, the storyline? I looked this up. So Maria, oh, actually, you'll be able to. Maybe you'll be more knowledgeable of this. Apparently, Maria is like a really great wrestler, and she was in Ring of Honor. And yeah, no, she's legitimately fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So, just not in WWE. So later in the match. No, no, later in the show, so I I obviously kept a list of all the things that King has said. Oh, uh, and one of them, he kept making these terrible jokes about uh, Maria. Um, and I went and looked it up because I, I, I didn't understand why he was being so mean. And it turns out that she's like this really great wrestler. Apparently, when she's in WWE... Her gimmick is that she's a, a bimbo, like an airhead. Like, she's really stupid, basically. Okay. So, the thing here with Foley is that they've mixed up their bags. Yeah. And she's wearing the Mankind mask. Yeah. And he's going, oh, well, this skimpy bikini isn't mine. And then she's like, oh, my God, sorry, Mick. So, that must mean that everything I'm wearing is yours. So she gives him the mask back and then she takes her top off and then she takes her cacks or whatever the American equivalent of cacks is off. Obviously off screen. Yeah. And now, so there's two ways to view this. Yeah, it's really awkward, odd humor, but also yeah. Mick Foley's kind of so likable and so... It does work. Actually, it, it does yeah. work with Mick, actually. It does. It's surprising that Mick Foley has never landed more acting roles. Yeah. Um, so he he it, it's it's mostly terrible. Yeah. But he ends it with um, Maria going, "All right, Mick, have a nice day." And he kind of tilts his head sideways and goes, "I think I already did." That yeah. Was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. Like it, it's one of the most awkward segments I've ever seen. But as you said, because Mick sells it so well, you're like. <laughs> yeah. ah, okay you know that's that is pretty funny but, but at the also, same time sorry, go the fact that this whole thing is littered with these really weird segments again makes it not feel like a pay-per-view makes it just feel like an episode of raw yeah it's so strange i mean and i'm interested to hear what people thought as well because like what did you think about it do you think it was you know are, are we off base here because i don't i don't think we are you know it, from looking at the reaction to this thing I don't know how anyone could like love it, but speaking of Maria, we have Eugene teaming up <laughs> with Nuka to go against Rob Conway and Tyson Tomko. So actually, 
So we, we, we talked about Christian. So in TNA, Tyson Tomko was Christian's floozy, right? Do you know what happened to, to Tyson Tomko? I'll be honest with you, Dara. I have uh, my entire notes in this match are, I don't know who the other team is, and <laughs> Rob Conway looks like a buff Bagwell was ordered off wish. I think I think he's supposed to be that. I think that's his gimmick. He, is that his th- is he supposed to be Buff Bagwell? He is supposed to be Buff Bagwell, yeah. Why would you fire Buff Bagwell and then hire someone to play Buff Bagwell? Uh, you know what? You know what? For years, I've been trying to figure this out too. I don't understand it. They had the actual Buff Bagwell. You should, Dara, you've been trying to figure this out. You should have warned me. <laughs> I, I, I didn't realize you were going to have the same notes. This wasn't part of my life. Now it is. <laughs> you've... You've it followed me. You've smiled <laughs> me <laughs> for years, man. I was so confused coming back to this, uh, you know, as a kid, been like, "That's not Buff Bagwell. Why is it? Buff, why is it not Buff Bagwell?" He, I honestly got thought he was Buff Bagwell. He's walking down, and I'm like, "It's like just Buff Bagwell's lost weight." Yeah, he, he looks great. <laughs> I thought he was fat, but yeah, he was but... like, he was buff. Yeah, and then I was like, "Hold on." I know those calves anywhere. Those aren't fake implants. It can't be Buff Bagwell. <laughs> <laughs> who the hell is this joker no, it, it, it's uh, Rob Conway who the hell is this joker <laughs> <laughs> but okay so what's more interesting is Tyson Tomko is the other guy right so he would leave WWE and go to Impact and be Christian's floozy for years right then all of a sudden he disappears Christian's floozy floozy yeah like his little uh, you know he had, Christian had a little crew called the Christian Posse it was awesome. And, I don't uh, think floozy means the same thing in Dublin as it means in Armagh. Why? What does it mean in Armagh? Kind of like a a ring rat, a, a, a sloot. Uh, oh yeah, well no, the same thing. Same thing. Oh right. So, so, so this so what Christian happened. had sex with him. But no, but I mean, he would do all <laughs> of his stuff. You know? <laughs> what stuff? <laughs> I think he needed. He'd do all his stuff. And then uh, AJ Styles. Anything he needed. You're not selling it. AJ Styles was also in that group, right? AJ Styles was not Christian's floozy. Yeah, he was competing against Tyson Combo, uh, Tyson Tomko to be Christian's floozy. I know we're on the podcast. We're over the hour, but I accept that even the podcast has limits. So I am really trying. I want you to know, Dar, I'm really <laughs> trying my best here not to make <laughs> grotesque comments about. Thompson and AJ sharing Christian's testimony. And I just want you to know that I am making that effort because of the respect I have for our podcast and the love I have for you. So it gets better. <laughs> it gets better. <laughs> I haven't even got to the good thing yet. So what happened was he disappears randomly, right? And everyone's like, where's Tomko gone, right? It turns out he robbed a Burger King. <laughs> Of course he did. Is this uh, kayfabe? No, this is real. He, he, robbed he legitimately Burger robbed a Burger King. Yeah, he robbed a Burger King. Christ Almighty! And then he went and did heroin in the jacks, and that's how he got caught. Wait, he <laughs> robbed a Burger King. Yeah, and then did heroin in the jack. So yeah. he had heroin on him. Yeah, when he robbed the Burger King. Yeah, and he thought thought to himself, "That was a good robbery." <laughs> I'm seems, celebrate. Seems to be going well. <laughs> Don't think anyone's called the cops. 
And and if the cops do arrive, I'll be like, I couldn't have robbed the place. I was doing heroin in the jacks. And that's what happened. He did it. The cops showed up, arrested him, and that was the end of Tyson Tomko. There you go. And that's also how you know that floozy has a different meaning wherever you go because Christian is far too smart to stick his dick in some fucking smackhead. <laughs> I just had to make sure Tyson Tomko wasn't dead. Um, I don't think he's dead. He's still alive. Well, apparently. look, like I've greatest respect for wrestlers. Never like we had this thing around WrestleMania with Shane McMahon. Like, none, no, none of us want to see any wrestlers actually injured. So even when it's someone who's as big a wanker as uh, Shane McMahon, like we never actually want to see him injured. And it's the same thing when it comes to wrestlers dying. Like it doesn't matter if it's Eddie Guerrero or you know some indie nobody. This is a tremendous uh like this is a tremendously demanding industry that takes an incredible toll on the body and the mind so we'd obviously have great respect and sympathy for anyone who suffered from it but i have to draw the line at somebody <laughs> robs a burger king <laughs> and ods and the fucking toilets sorry i i need to correct myself here in the interest of being a um professional journalist Tyson Tomko was arrested for drug theft and shooting up in a Chili's restroom. Shoot! Oh, shooting up as in all right, okay. Yeah, like and then so, injecting, so he, not. Yeah, so he was arrested for robbery charges, and then he. Uh, so here's the actual story. Allegedly, Tomko robbed a CVS pharmacy, and then went into a Chili's restaurant, went to, uh, went into the bathroom, and injected his score. All right. Well, see. Dara, I feel you've misled me here because I uh, have. I'm sorry. He 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 left the premises, so that that sounds like a pretty good uh, alibi. Like if I robbed, so what shops are on my street? So there's a spar on my street. Now if I robbed the spar and then went into the there's a there's a Tesco beside it, I went into the Tesco and into the toilets and got smacked out. Um, <laughs> like if the cops burst in and they're like, hey. Did you rob the spar? I'd be like, you talking about I'm smacked out in Tesco's. <laughs> you know, that that's a pretty reasonable alibi. So I, I have to say, I've, I've, uh, now that we've we've dived into this subject, I have a little bit more respect for, Tom, what's his name? Tyson Tomko. Tomko. We you know how he got, you know, Tomko. So here's how he got busted. He went in and demanded it, apparently. And then he went into Chili's and asked for a spoon. Here's, here, here's, how we got, here's how we got busted. The detective investigating wasn't a total fucking moron. No, he, no, he asked for a spoon. And then, <laughs> then he proceeded to go into the wheelchair accessible stall where he remained there for 30 to 40 minutes. And and And, and everybody's really confused how he did because all they have is plastic spoons. <laughs> I still think it's a wonderful story, but it's I'm amazing. Dara, we need to do a whole. We need to do a whole show on it. Like we need to do a whole arc on this guy's life. I'm glad I corrected myself there because the actual story is just as funny as the other one. Oh, it's even better. <laughs> so this was in 2011. You guys can look it up. It's uh, it's wild. It really is. Because <laughs> I remember when it broke, and I was just like. Why didn't he just go home? <laughs> Why didn't he go to a, to a restaurant and just sit there? And I would say this to any of our listeners. Like, 
please, for safety, like do your smack at home. <laughs> Don't go to a random a random restaurant. But yeah, he he was a floozy for certain people. But if you look on on Wikipedia, they say um, henchmen. And I don't think that's very fair. Oh, my God. I'm just reading through the impact on it. It's giving me flashbacks. No, we need to, like, stop now. The Christian Coalition was was the name of his, of his stable. Christian stable. That sounds like they'd be protesting outside an abortion clinic. <laughs> the Christian Coalition. Oh, my God, it does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Oh, Tyson Tomko. I mean, that's a whole... I can't wait until we get to TNA, man. I, I really... I'm, I'm it's so looking best. forward to it. It's, and I'm it, so, so looking forward to it because it sounds like the perfect mix of absolute lunacy, but also, like, genuinely good wrestling. I mean, AJ Styles was having bangers, like, <laughs> in between the absolute nonsense of what was going on in the show. But that's a different thing. We, 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 we can laugh at Tyson Tomko because when you have to... That whole story is insane. Um, anyway, the match was terrible. Eugene and Snuka, who, you know, Jimmy Snuka, that's a whole show in and of himself. And I'm like, wait, you block out Chris Benoit, but you don't block out Snuka? Okay, WWE. I mean, how many people did he allege to kill? Was it two or just one? It's like, it's such a difficult thing because part of this whole issue they have it was one it was his girlfriend right so he allegedly yeah, he killed his girlfriend stopped his girlfriend yeah but <laughs> look, it, it's like it's so strange because um like i i get why they've like just completely blacklisted uh benoit but the fact that benoit's son yeah, is a wrestler prob- and yeah and the fact that look N- nothing I'm saying is in any way uh, like an excuse or a, a rationality for it, but the fact that when they did the autopsy that his brain was so addled, they thought it was the brain of a 70-year-old Alzheimer's patient, like mm. I mean it didn't happen to us it's not for us to forgive it's not for us to no what I'm, what, what I'm saying is i'm like you know none of this was like a, a thing on, on benoit you know yeah but what i'm saying is like you could just stabbed her he didn't have yeah this yeah. is it i'm like and he kind of got away with it you know so it's just like yeah, he didn't have he, he didn't have cte he didn't have, no he, he just did it but well, okay, allegedly allegedly Alleged. even though <laughs> even though i mean Come on, like allegedly, you know. But yeah, but I like, think you're absolutely right. I think CM Punk. I, I think CM Punk's book has to just be called allegedly. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was watching, it, I'm like, wait. So one murderer is okay, is okay, but one other murderer isn't. Like consistency, WDB. Come on, just, just you know, yeah, I was just shocked by this. Yeah. Also, you know, it reminds me of is. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> You're probably gonna censor this as well. It reminds me of like when uh, Finnafoil and Finnegale go on about God, diarrhea were bloody terrible. But also, let's go commemorate Michael Collins. It's like, the hell on. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Collins made a career out of shooting people. <laughs> I'm not gonna censor it in, but folks do look it up. <laughs> you, use your research, use Google. Yeah, um, 
Collins loved shooting people. He was he was mad for us. <laughs> mad for us. He shot loads of people. <laughs> oh my god. Um, okay, this match went on for about seven minutes. It was the most painful seven minutes in a while. And I mean, but, I think uh, Tomko, you know, he's probably just jonesing the whole time. He's probably just dreaming of a, of a, <laughs> bur- a Burger King bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what, though. Honestly, look, uh, I thought Snooker looked uh, obviously not in the match. But uh, when, whenever they were voting for him backstage, I thought he looked all right. He, he yeah. looked like he looked like the one who was most able to go. Um, yeah. I was surprised they didn't use him as much. But I thought the snooker splash at the end was was pretty good. For... They didn't use his. They didn't use his proper music. They used some weird music I've never heard before. There's a couple of issues with the. Uh, is weird. Music in this show because later when Mick Foley comes out, they use his. They use his, his own original. Yeah, what's yeah. up with that? Because he wasn't in his old gear. He was in his... Yeah. I know that too. That's also in my notes. But no, we'll get to that. But before we get to that, because we got sidetracked with all the smack talk. <laughs> literal, literal, literal smack talk. <laughs> uh, so, um, Jimmy Snuka only came out to this match because there was a vote. Because yes. this is Taboo Tuesday. Uh, about who should team with Eugene. Eugene, of course, being the uh, learning disabled wrestler. And it was uh, Snuka, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, or Kamala. And there's yes. a great moment at the end where um, uh, Smackhead starts beating up um, <laughs> starts beating up Snuka, and Kamala and uh, hacksaw run out and rescue him, and they batter him up, and it's kind of a really great nostalgia. Feel moment. good moment, yeah, yeah. Now, like I say, I'm watching wrestling since the '80s, and I have always really liked Kamala. And watching it now, I'm wondering: Am I allowed to like Kamala, or is that a bit racist? Cause he's, I, I, I don't know. I'm going to if, not put that one. If I, Irish I'm people, leave it there. <laughs> if Irish people were portrayed the way Kamala is portrayed, I think I'd be annoyed. <laughs> well, I mean, Becky Lynch was was doing the Irish dancing for a while, and I was annoyed. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, Kamala didn't say anything. So I mean, some of the blame is on well, him. That's part of the problem, he didn't say anything. He yeah, so. grunted and. <laughs> Hooted and <laughs> <laughs> you know made all kind of simian movements. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying is yeah. is like I liked him uh, particularly. I liked him because of his. Uh, he felt like a a monster when he went up against yeah. the Undertaker. You know, like the that's original un- Undertaker. And that. Yeah. But at the same time, now looking back at it as an adult, there is part of me that looks at this going, "That's." Terribly racist. You know, I was actually thinking. I was going to say, <laughs> at am a I a racist? <laughs> at a different angle, <laughs> I was going to. I was going to kind of come at this point, not from that perspective, but from a, an interesting one, right? So in two thousand and five, my they, perspective wasn't interesting. No, no, no. From a from a different one, right? Your perspective is always interesting, man. I'm always joking. unique. <laughs> but uh, I mean, okay, in two thousand and five, they were the legends, right? And they were like the face of the past wrestling. 
now the equivalent is like Sting and, you know, even Punk to an extent or whatever. The Undertaker. It's amazing, really, when you think about it. You're like wrestling progressed so much that you don't have just blatant racist stereotypes being oh, legends. You know, it's like it's awesome. Like it's saying it, it really is. It's, 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 really it's crazy to think that ever happened. But now it's like, all oh, right, it looked it looked bad even then. You know, it really did. Like even uh, like so Kamal is pretty obvious, but even like Hakeem, you know, the African Dream. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah enormous yeah. white guy. <laughs> oh god, yeah, I forgot about that. Took me a while to kind of be like, wait. And even though he was meant to be a piss take of Dusty Rhodes, yeah, that's not what comes across when you call him the African Dream. No, <laughs> no. So look, uh, moving on to the next match is is a weird one, and I have a couple of points on this. So it's Carlito versus one of the faces of Foley, right? And Mankind wins. His reaction to Mankind winning is weird. Because Mankind, fair enough, could take some punishment. Cactus Jack is the one you want to be afraid of, though. Because then they, then they, cause it's weird. They, they run a promo video after the voting. And I'm assuming that's to give Mick a chance to, like, put the shirt on. Change, yeah. 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 But, the, like, I mean, he, Carlito reacts like... Cactus Jack's gonna come out here with thumbtacks and barbed wire. He just has a straight match with mankind. It's like I I think they like myself, I think they expected Cactus Jack to to win the vote. I'm amazed he didn't. I don't know why why mankind won. I'll be honest with you. I really don't. I mean I like mankind a great deal, but Cactus Jack is Well well look, you gotta fans in two thousand and five, internet is still fairly new to to most people mm. and most of the people who are going to have access to it are maybe newer fans so I I, I don't know I don't I don't pro- have an explanation for it but the promo in the video I mean it's all is, yeah it's all like oh Cactus Jack's going to show up and I mean they kind of built it the same way as they did with in fact Carlito's face he does whenever Mankind comes out is the face Triple H did Triple H did with the War Rumble Man- Mankind changed to Cactus Jack, yeah. Yeah, so. it, and I think that's what they were kind of going for, but it just comes off as really disingenuous because it's like mankind. Yeah, it's mankind. It's you know, I don't know. I I, I thought maybe, this, maybe that's why they used the original music because original Mankind was really intimidating and unsettling, and it was only when he became kind of corporate Mankind that he got goofy and funny and yeah, maybe. I tell you what, Maybe. though, if if I was two thousand and five and I was trolling, dude, love all the way. <laughs> I mean, dude, love, dude, love doesn't get enough uh, enough love. Ironically, no enough, man, I'd, I'd vote for dude, love. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was weird. It was kind of, it, I don't know. It didn't damage the match. It just kind of left it being. Oh, this is like a raw match. You know, because there was no spectacle. It wasn't like a false can anywhere match. It wasn't a hardcore match. It was just a match that make one. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's kind of hard, like you say, to to praise or condemn because it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. But also, I mean, you have to remember 
that you are asking for people's money. This is a pay-per-view. Yeah. Like, all right kind of doesn't cut it for a no. pay-per-view. No. I mean, there was one or two big spots in it, the, the chair into the steel steps. And that uh, was all. The elbow to the outside, like the old Cactus Jack elbow. That was yeah, there, there, cool. there were some good spots in it, but it just overall, it was just like, oh, this and is... Mick, Mick has been retired four years at this stage. Like, he's... but and, and I love him, but he's obviously, like, looking at him here, he's obviously heavier. He's obviously well, ha- sl- slower. Well, have you ever seen the Randy Orton match that he had in 2004? Yeah, oh, is this the... No, WrestleMania was Edge, wasn't it? Okay, we're going to watch that. Um, don't Google that. It's Ran- Randy Orton versus uh, Mick Foley as Cactus Jack. Yeah, isn't this when he drops him on the thumbtacks? Yeah. Have you seen it? I, I I don't know if I've seen it or if I've only seen clips. Okay, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll watch that match at a break uh, at some point. I might, because I might have seen clips in like a, a best of Foley DVD. Yeah, it's a very, very good match. And that was a year away, but you're right. He seems like he's gotten a lot heavier and stuff like that as well. So, I mean, well, okay. That's not to condemn him. Like, no, 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 absolutely not. Retired. Like, he's retired. He's yeah, it's just, it's weird that he came out of retirement for this. And that's Taboo what I was Tuesday. trying to... Car- <laughs> also... For uh, Carlito on Taboo Tuesday. <laughs> it's the first time I've ever seen a sign from a crowd, from one of the uh, guys in the crowd that just says the name of the pay-per-view. As if you don't know that you're watching it. <laughs> and um, then I, I, have, I, have, I have to call one thing as well. There's a guy in the front in the front row for this match. And he has a little hat on. And he has this massive like Cena chain on, right? And he has, for some reason, the WWE Raw tag belt. And he just has his digital camera up the whole time. It's the most 2005 thing I've ever seen. And I'm like, why did you go for the raw tag belt? Like, why didn't you go for both of them? Why are you dressed like it's just it's so bizarre. I mean, well, why would it, you buy one belt? It just, <laughs> it just goes to show you, folks, that no matter the era, wankers are immortal. Um, uh, look, okay, here's the thing. I just don't want like if you're going to have a belt and take it with you to a show, that's fine. But at least have it make sense. I mean, you should have had another one to give to your man beside him. Wouldn't it be? Wouldn't you be worried about someone like so, like the world title, the tag title, the intercontinental title, whatever? God, if a fan showed up at a show carrying like the twenty four seven title, <laughs> wouldn't you? Wouldn't you call Samaritans? For- <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? Who hurt you? You? <laughs> you put your arm around them. And go. Yeah, all right. Maybe you stay with me tonight. Maybe you don't stay. <laughs> maybe maybe you don't stay alone tonight. You know. <laughs> Maybe we get the the train home so we don't go over any bridges. <laughs> yeah. you know, like. I mean, that's true. It's just, it's such a, like, no shade to anyone who brings belts or whatever. I'm like, fair enough. It's a weird one. They go for, like, the tag belt. It's like, okay, man. Maybe that's well, the only thing they had. And no shade. What do you mean, the only thing they had? But the fact that they had it is weird. But Also weird, yeah. No, no so, shade to anyone who brings belts. But uh, I've always wondered, like... So do you be sitting on the train there with like yeah, I'm, it's, the world title over your shoulder and everybody going, Jesus, there's, is that, is that Mike Tyson? <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I have questions. I mean, if anyone does bring belts to shows, let us know. We'll interview you because I mean, I genuinely have questions, but 
I, this guy yeah. took the cake for me. I was like, well, okay, you have all the bits. Look at you there. And um, why, why just belts? Why don't, just, you, why don't you come to a show and bring, like, a turnbuckle? <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. If if someone did bring the 24-7 rule, uh, 24-7 belt with them, uh, could you... I'd mark, could, I'd mark out for that. No, I mean, could you challenge them then? Could you, like, do a roll-up and try to win off them? Oh, I think you'd be irresponsible not to. I think you'd have to. Like, the whole point of it is it's 24-7. Here's one. If you bring the world title belt with you, and then uh, you see somebody with the world title belt, and you bring a money in the bank briefcase you brought from home, can you cash it in? You, I don't think there is a court in the country that would convict you for beating the living shite out of them and then calling a referee over. And I think so. I think you'd be well within your rights. So what I'm saying here is, from our legal advice on this, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you go to a wrestling show and someone has a world title belt, if you have a money in the bra- like a briefcase with money in the bank on it, and a referee, I think you can go over and pin them. I think the the general takeaway from this particular episode of the Wrestling Rewind has been that you should drive without insurance. <laughs> you should you should do smack in the Burger King home. toilets at home. No, you shouldn't do and, it. In uh, you do it at home because you don't get caught. And and that if you carry around the twenty four seven title, because let's remember, like offense is the best defense. Yeah. So you can carry around the 24-7 title and just assault whoever you like <laughs> because you're always 24-7, you're at risk of losing your title. So offense is the best defense. So I don't think there's a judge in the country would uh, would convict you for saying, look, I was walking around with my 24-7 title, as is my entitlement as a 24-7 champion, and this fellow looked at me sideways and thought he was going to try and do a roll-up. So I beat the hell out of him with a parking cone. <laughs> you know, I can't think of a judge in the country that wouldn't, never mind convict you, that wouldn't applaud you and then try to roll you up and you'd have to batter him as well. I didn't realise he wasn't a judge at all. He just wanted your belt. It was, it was just Booker T the whole day. <laughs> Booker ah! <laughs> you bastard. So the next match... Uh, well, there was a segment with Bischoff and Vince, which wasn't as... It, I'll be honest with you. It wasn't as good as the one with Coachman last year, which was no. the single most entertaining thing I've seen in a long time. No one was... Definitely. <laughs> what did, honestly, they did they call him a slut last year? Don't be a slut. Oh, my God. I'll, do you know what? Oh, Vince is the best. I'm sorry. He really is. No, genuinely. He genuinely is. Slut is... <laughs> I think it's one of those words you really have to keep for amazing situations where it completely doesn't fit. Yeah. So if someone was being like sexually promiscuous or whatever, and you call them a slut, you're just kind of an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> but if someone has has like parked in your spot and your response is going, you're a slut. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> Like, oh, definitely, slut should only ever be used in the most inappropriate situation. And when you what? use it, like, one of my favourite moments in TV is, um, <laughs> uh, have you ever seen the episode of The Office where um, the the office workers who are downstairs 
where they do all the manual labor have like a safety day and then michael gets all jealous and he's like oh we're gonna have a safety day in the office as well because we get things like uh carpal tunnel syndrome <laughs> and 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 depression <laughs> and then all the all the manual laborers are like oh yeah that's super serious so then michael goes like all right fine i'm gonna set up this scenario to show you how how serious depression is so he sets up a bouncy castle at the the bottom of the building and then he climbs up on the roof and he goes i'm gonna kill myself this is i'm so depressed depression is terrible i'm gonna kill myself and then dwight is uh in the parking lot and he's on a loudspeaker and he's going but michael isn't depression just a fancy word for being bummed out and michael goes dwight you ignorant slut (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i mean i agree with you but i mean the like even though vince used it in the right context it was the coachman yeah (laughs) that kind of worked too (laughs) my god i think i think we're gonna have to set up because the X-Pac Euro, <laughs> I think we need like a, a slut fiver. A Jonathan Coachman slut fiver? A Jonathan Coachman slut, or a fiver maybe too much. Jonathan Coachman slut two euro. <laughs> it, oh, 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 a coach slut two euro. We need, so the Canadians have a, have a $1 coin and a $2 coin, but they call the $1 coin a loony and the $2 coin a toony. Right. So, I think we need a name for our coins here. We can't have one euro and two euro. We need, like, I, I don't know if it's universal, but, like, up where I'm from, like, if you're talking about euros for short, you call them yelps. Right. So you have the yelp, and I don't know, like a taupe. So we'd have, like, a coachman slut taupe. <laughs> <laughs> or is there, a Dub- is there a Dublin term for, like, euro coins, euro? No. No, no, because use use are mad for Everton because there's yeah. a so for so Dubliners even though you're are you technically mead, technically, technically, but in spirit, Dar Dar here's a dub, and Fair. for the for the the benefit of any of our uh, listeners in Ohio, who oh, I don't know, we seem to have a large listenership there. That's true. Um, <laughs> uh, Dubliners are kind of renowned for having like uh, disrespectful nicknames for thing, things. So there's a tremendous sculpture, wonderful piece of art of a mermaid, uh, and it's just on the edge of the Liffey, and the the water of the Liffey actually pours over it. So at different times of day, you'll uh, just see the top of the sculpture, and then when the river's low, you'll see most of the sculpture. Blah blah. And whenever they were coming up for names for this wonderful uh, sculpture of a mermaid in the Liffey, the people of Dublin called it uh, the floozy in the jacuzzi, <laughs> the whore in the sewer, <laughs> the stiff, the stiffy in the Liffey. <laughs> uh, it's it's uh, it's. A, Actually, a general Irish thing because uh, up up here in Belfast on the Falls Road, they were looking for because everything's about peace. They were looking to commission some art pieces about peace, 
and somebody built on the west link which is the kind of roundabout that links you into Belfast into the west and the north and all the other stuff they mm. built this enormous like it's a huge uh, huge installation on that roundabout massive and it's a giant ball but it's it's not a solid ball it's made of crisscrosses and then within it is a smaller ball made of crisscrosses and apparently the official meaning of it is like sunrise or dawn or something like that but everyone in belfast calls it either the westicle <laughs> the westies <laughs> or the balls on the falls <laughs> that's the best one that's the best one go with that one uh... so, so sorry again another history lesson because we do not want to talk about this goddamn paper <laughs> For 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 reference, folks, it is now one a.m. in Ireland, <laughs> and I have slept in a total of about four hours in the past. Dara, Dara slept four hours and literally recently recovered from surgery. Yes, that is also true. I eye surgery, so that is also true. Dara recovered from eye surgery and thought to himself, "I know, I'll go to Limerick and play three gigs in a row." <laughs> I then come home and do podcast with my lunatic friend <laughs> about a terrible show about one of the worst pieces of shit ever. And we're now three matches in, <laughs> four matches. We've four got four matches. matches. We're four matches. Let's give ourselves some credit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Vince puts it up to Bischoff, and he's like, "Where is the Bischoff that you know put me out of business, or need to put me out of business?" And he's like, okay, grand, I, you know, I'm going to do something about it. And then we have, it cuts to the backstage of the big show and Kane. And then they're like, right, so what's going to happen here? Who's going to go against the, the tag team champions? Um, but also, it's not only that. It's similar to what happened last year. So, similar to that, and this seems to be a thing they've done. So, it's who's going to go for the world title. And then the losers are going to go for the tag belt. So that seems to be just a thing. Hates tag team wrestling. He really does. So just I mean, does not care about it. Does not respect it. But at least they established it this year. They only kind of it was like a proper afterthought last year. At least they like they're up yeah. front going, you know, this is for the tag belts and the world title belts. So Shawn Michaels gets picked because I mean, obviously, like, <laughs> obviously. So he gets picked. It's like, you could vote for whoever you want to go for the world title. It's either Shawn Michaels or Hardcore Holly or <laughs> Smackhead Tomlinson <laughs> or whatever his name is. So basically, you know, Shawn Michaels is like, all right, and Big Sean Kane walk off, right? Now, the two jobbers that walk to the ring are known as uh, Lance Cade and Trevor Murdoch, right? Now, if if ever you needed like a an illustration of just how little Vince McMahon cared about tag team wrestling, the fact that these two actual nobodies, <laughs> actual uh, actual like yeah. and like I know I'd stop watching wrestling at this stage, but even though I'd stop watching wrestling, like I still knew who the people were. I had no idea who these were. These are the titles that were held by the Hart Foundation, by Demolition, by the Legion. Well, no, 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 because they have split them up. 
they split them up at this point. There was a SmackDown and a Raw tag team belts, right? So they're even more devalued. Oh. And at this point, I, when I stopped watching wrestling, I think the final nail for me was when I was watching Raw and an ad for the Highlanders came up. And I'm like, I have no idea what this is, but I'm not watching it. And if they'd yeah. split up the tag titles and they'd split up the... So, like, WWE, like, when when the tag division in WWE was hot, like, in the like Attitude Era. Exactly. You had former number one contenders like, calling those belts. Yeah, but, but even then, they only had six tag teams. That's so, what I'm saying. You had former so number one contender. <laughs> Road Dog lowering himself. <laughs> 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 But now that they've done this brand split, so what, they have a tag team division that has three tag teams That's in it? That's what happened, yeah. Oh, my Christ almighty. Now, what's more interesting is, so Kane and Big Show win this match, and this, to call this a match is very generous. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's very generous. I mean, it's an absolute massacre, right? But Big Show and Kane end up being, like, a class tag team. And um, I'll be honest with you, so I went to the house show, I said, a couple of months, I think it was, like, in April after this show. So it was 2006. And, or even it could have been the November Hell Show. I don't remember which one it was, to be honest with you. It was around the time. And I never saw the big show in person before. Holy Christ. He is very tall. And McCain, because he walk out together, like later on in the run. Yeah. They are the most imposing team I think I've ever actually seen. So they even it, the, uh, uh, was Vince called it the airport test? Uh, what's that? So Vince had this thing about hiring wrestlers. So would they pass the airport test? As in, right. if you were walking past an airport, if you sorry, not walking past, if you were in an airport and you saw them, would you be like, whoa? Even if you didn't know them, who the hell is that? I mean, that's fair. And the thing about it is, is like, I think this teaming of Big Show and Kane, it's like case in point of throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. Because this is the redeeming feature of this pay-per-view and, and concept where it's like, hey, you know what? It was probably better than Big Show and Shawn Michaels or Kane and Shawn Michaels. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, like, you know? I mean, so we're definitely going to dunk in this pay-per-view, but I think it has later on some, some redeeming features. But uh, for me... This is one of those things where the the idea is cooler than the execution. Yeah. So Kane and the Big Show are going to be a tag team. That's amazing. These two huge immense guys. Who's ever going to beat and them? It, and it ends but, super well. That double choke slam. Yeah, that's Drama. really cool. Really. But cool. also, you forget that neither Kane nor the Big Show were, you know, particularly exciting wrestlers. Yeah, uh, a lot of <laughs> a lot of slew plodding stuff going on. A lot of so even in this match, and again, look, it wasn't too long, and we had the novelty of the vote and all that. But uh, man, I was watching this going pretty cool. Had a had a title change, you know, Kane and the Big Show, two guys you wouldn't really put together. That's and their awesome. mates after as well. They shake hands and give each other um, yeah, a hug. Yeah, they do a hug and everything. But I'm looking at this going, God, I really wouldn't want to watch a run of Kane and Big Show. Yeah. Slow. 
plotting nonsense. Again, when you go back and watch it, there's that flute in the crowd, the taboo Tuesday sign. <laughs> I just don't understand. And it ruins anything you're watching when you know it's because you're like, we know what pay-per-view we're watching. Well, look, he, he obviously didn't bring that. So WWE has a long-established history of handing out signs to people. But why would it be the name of the show? I mean... I just don't understand. I I, I mean, who, who knows? Like, Maybe he was sitting at home. Do you know, actually, sometimes I find that whenever I'm doing something that I'm really up for and really invested in, the pressure actually gets too much. <laughs> it gets too much. And maybe he was like, maybe he's like me, right? I'm going to this AW pay-per-view in Wembley, <laughs> and I am actually beside myself. I can barely, I, ha- I don't even have a ticket yet. Right, and I am beside myself with excitement. Maybe he was sitting there, he's going, "It's my first WWE show. I'm, I'm, I'm giddy. I'm practically piddling myself with excitement." He's on the hard you know, camera side. <laughs> I'm on the hard cam. Do you know what I need? I need an amazing sign. I need okay. an amazing sign. And I bet you he sat at home and he fretted over that for three weeks. Coming up with with cool puns, funny jokes. Like, Come on, I'm on the hard camera. It's got to be really funny. It's got to be really cool. And it got to the day of the show, and his 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 taxi was coming at six p.m. And at five fifty-seven, he was still sat there in front of a blank piece of cardboard. <laughs> he didn't know what to do, and he just broke down crying. He just wrote, "It's happening Tuesday." <laughs> And then he got into the taxi and he cried the whole way there and his life has never been the same since. I mean, that makes way more sense than planning to write Cabbage Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe he's like, bang, got these tickets. Nailed it. <laughs> got these tickets. I'm on the hard camera side, right? Will you hear this? So all these people be bringing signs about individual wrestlers and indi- a, a small thinking man. They're thinking too small. I'm thinking about the whole show. So I'm going to taboo Tuesday. I'm going to taboo Tuesday, right? Do you want know to be my sign? Th- like, like, think about it. Like, think about that. What was Metallica's first album called? Metallica, right? I'm going to hold up a sign that just says taboo Tuesday. I, you know what I miss the days for the weird signs like Vince McMahon is gay and likes to have sex with little chickens oh I mean, yeah how, how the mighty have fallen like, oh yeah the quality amazing. of signs yeah fucking Shawn Michaels eats dildos sideways <laughs> amazing like that <laughs> that's how you do it that's how you do a sign he's their sign you don't sit and contemplate over it for a week. You just grab a piece of paper. You grab a pen like it's a knife. And you just <laughs> scrawl down the first lunatic thing that comes into your mind. <laughs> the absolute unhinged thought that comes to your mind. Just you write any, it down. <laughs> any fucking nonsense. Like, so I'm going to Wembley, right? And I, I already have in my head. So my girlfriend's a bit of an artist. Right. And I already have in my head. Right, I've got two plans in my head, right? One of them, I'm thinking, is 
I want her to do like a lovely detailed drawing of Ireland. Um, lovely. Right? And I want it on the, the black uh, brick background of, do you know whenever they do such and such is all elite? Uh, like yeah. on this black background with the gold writing. I want yeah. her to do me one of like an outline of Ireland and Ireland in green, white and orange. And then uh, Ireland is all elite. Oh, right? that's very good. That's very pretty good. cool. Very or good. I want her to get on the other side of that. I want her to get me to do me one that says AEW. But um, like in the AEW logo, but underneath it, it says all era wrestling. Ah, that's very good. Right. But. That would be a betrayal, a betrayal of what wrestling fandom is. So what I'm actually going to do is, just before I get on the plane, after I've had six pints in the airport, <laughs> I'm just going to take out a piece of paper, I'm just going to scrawl whatever fucking madness I can. It's like, John Moxley likes to watch me plow Renee and I'm just gonna hold that off. Just... I have one, I have one, I have one. And if I go, I'm actually gonna do it. Go for it. Tomko, why Tom... didn't you do heroin at home? <laughs> Tomko, Burger King is that away. <laughs> and if I go, that's gonna be the sign I have. It's gonna be a Tomko sign. <laughs> And hopefully Christian sees it. Uh, but and, and going back to what we said earlier, oh my God, two and a half hours ago. <laughs> the show about nothing. You, you, <laughs> this is amazing. This is amazing. Fuck this. This show's going on Patreon. You have to pay to hear this nonsense. That's fair. Like, <laughs> like, going back to what we said earlier about Tony Khan being a huge wrestling fan, right? This is This is why even though maybe he's not the best businessman in the world, this is why you want a company run by a person who loves wrestling because you will hold up your Tomko sign and he'll be like, ah, I get that. <laughs> Put that sign on telly. Oh, it'd be amazing. It'd yeah, be amazing. Vince McMahon wouldn't get it. And if he did get it, he'd be like, don't put that goddamn thing on television. True. That's true. I mean, we have to, we have to get a Tomko sign now on national television and national oh, pay-per-view. yeah. Tomko. You know, we need answers. We need answers. Tomko, what were you doing, buddy? Come on. What were you doing? <laughs> so, we go... We're so... like halfway through this countdown. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's <laughs> So we have a gentleman coach promo, which is the worst thing in the world. Uh, a marked departure from his stellar performance last year. And then uh, Todd Phillips is there and he introduces all the girls for the Fulfill Your Fantasy Battle Royale. And it shows that the girls are going to wear lingerie. And well, at this point, it... I'm going to hand it over to you now for our, our king update. Well, we had a, a healthy discussion last week when the options were a nurse, French maid, yes. or schoolgirl. Yes. And we'd all agreed that even though the pleated skirt and and pigtails look is brilliant because yeah. we were all we were all teenagers at one stage. Maybe don't call that schoolgirl because it yeah. has it has connotations. Yeah, paedophilic impl- uh, connotations. So they have improved things this year. Your options are um, <laughs> kind of hilariously. Your options are lingerie cheerleader or 
Leather and Lace, which when it first came up on the screen, I thought said Leatherface. I was like, <laughs> I was like, fucking hell. Yeah. They're really, really showing some faith in your audience here that, you know, this is, this is the Boaty McBoatface of, uh, of public polls because as horny as I am, I would vote for Leatherface just to see what the, just to see what the hell that is. But it turns out, no, it's not Leatherface, it's Leather and Lace. So, you're right there, Darren. Oh, no. I'll give you a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you see all the uh, all the divas coming down with, with chainsaws, and I'd be well up for that. Oh man, that would be something. Actually, now that I think about it, that would be like Trish Stratus swinging a chainsaw. No, Mickey James swinging a chainsaw around and her arse hanging out. That'd be well That's on brand that. at the time because she was doing the whole crazy gimmick. But anyway, the, the point, the, the the audience, the boring audience vote for uh, <laughs> boring arse <laughs> boring <articles laughs> vote for uh, lingerie. Yes. And actually, and I know this uh, wasn't like a record WWE crowd or anything, but the fact that there were six thousand people there, and they were choosing uh, lingerie outfits, means it was technically Ireland's largest lingerie department. Who <laughs> <laughs> doesn't know? That's a Father Ted reference. Yeah, yeah. For, for all our fans in Ohio, if you don't know who Father Ted is, I don't know what you're doing here. That's true. <laughs> so I mean, okay. So like, we kind of noticed that like Johnny, uh, not Johnny, Joey Styles kept King on a very short leash, oh, uh, but he did kind of go <laughs> off from time to time with his with his let with his uh, lettery. Did we get any good quotes? Did we get any good Mark Madden quotes oh. from, from this? Oh well, look, there was no no Mark Madden quotes in that they weren't like uh, personally. Like Johnny Styles. Oh my god. Oh my god. Like, <laughs> but but Joey Styles I, maybe he knew this was his last shot, but he fairly let King have it. So all the girls come out and they were all wearing like these bathrobes. Yes. And the vote came through that it was going to be uh, lingerie and King was doing it. So, oh my god, oh, lingerie, that's amazing. And Joey Styles <laughs> was like, I don't know what to say, King. I can see your hands, but this desk has just <laughs> lifted about <laughs> just three lifted. inches. I'm like, going, what the Jesus? <laughs> that was my response to that, too. I was like, what this man, do? this man does not care about his job, he just doesn't <laughs> care. He's just he's, going for it. He's going to give a shit. He's like, <laughs> I'm Joey Styles from ECW. Fuck y'all. Like, <laughs> oh, amazing. wonderful. Wonderful. So, um, now, I, like, I don't know what way you want to work this, uh, because there was the coach match, and then there was the, um, before we got the actual Women's Royal Rumble match, there's a coach match. I assume this was to give the girls... Time to, time change, to change yeah into their, so. into their lingerie um because they didn't do what they did this time last year where they just had them change on set 
So do you want to do you want to do the the coach match and yeah. then do the battle royale? Yeah. So we'll give some background to explain what happened with Coachman. So Coach was supposed to go against Austin, right? Oh yeah, because this is a big part of the yeah. Do you yeah. Know I'm going to shut up. I'm going to let you tell us. So this was this was like supposed to be a huge huge angle, right? Um, the, uh, the gold dust came back to get revenge on Austin and Vader and all kind of stuff to get revenge on Austin as well, but it was all in service of getting JR back in storyline. However, they never wanted JR back. JR was legitimately fired. So the plan was to have Austin lose to Coachman. And that was it. So Austin was like, yeah, no, and just left. So then they put Coachman in. Uh, so then they put uh, Batista in instead. And there's no rationale as to why yeah, that happened. But then they put Batista in and they had him win. Yeah, it makes no sense. But it wasn't in service of bringing JR back. It was just a random match. So, but I mean, I but also, this would be the last appearance of Goldust for a couple of years and the last appearance of Vader on WWE TV ever. Well, okay, so a couple of things to talk about here. Um, firstly, the decision is lunacy. I mean, look, there are wrestlers who are like top level wrestlers who can lose to something goofy, even if it's like to do with interference or whatever, like. Honest to God, right now in my fandom, Bret Hart is my favorite wrestler my whole life. But right now, I am genuinely juggling between him and Kenny Omega for who's mm. the best ever. Mm. Kenny Omega, his character can lose to someone goofy and then can come out the next week and have just the most insane match you've ever seen and just win everybody back. Austin's character was was this no-nonsense badass. Austin can't, even if it's interference, even if it's nonsense, Austin can't lose to Coachman. (laughs) He just just can't. So he was like, and I know earlier we talked about like, oh, if you're a wrestler and and the booker says you're, you're putting such and such over, then that's what you should do. And 97% of the time, that's probably true. But nah, man, I'm, I'm with Austin here. Yeah, he made the right decision. And it, like, it was, if it was in service of something, it would at least make sense. It just wasn't. It was in service of nothing. It was like Cause, a cause rib on, on, on JR. Like. Yeah, because he's pretty much retired at this stage. And the other thing was that like a rib on JR, like, that's one thing. But Goldust... Like, never mind gold. Like, Dustin Dustin Rhodes is an incredible wrestler who never got his due because he was stuck with this ridiculous gimmick. And I know the gimmick made him famous. That's mm. fair enough. But he is now pushing sixty. Yeah, and still having really good. Look, he's never going to be world champion, but having genuinely really good matches on AEW. Like he's. Honest to God, Goldust is one of my heroes. Partly just because of everything he went through with drugs and addiction and being overweight and the whole thing I struggle with. And um, Goldust is amazing. And then the fact they had Vader in there 
And I just, I mean, I cannot state how much I love Vader and how sad this made me. It's like we were talking earlier about uh, uh, Impact. Mm. It's like it had its years and it was really good. And then when it turned out that it wasn't going to make the cut, it should have just died. It should have. It oh, I'm not saying I'm not saying Vader should have died. By the way, no, <laughs> no, no. I say he's the... just, yeah, he should have just quit wrestling. Quit wrestling, exactly. This that period should just... have died rather than just been kept on. You know, this so, was me, so there was so much about this that just made me sad. That's fair. Uh, I've never but... been I've never been so depressed in like three and a half minutes. The whole thing was only three and a half minutes. So here's what's interesting, right? So obviously, um, Batista was brought in to replace Austin. This wouldn't be the first time that would happen. So there was a Punjabi pr- prison match. And I remember paying for it specifically um, because I wanted to see what it actually was. Punjabi prison, uh, supposed to be the Great Cali versus... Um, ba- bamboo Hell in a Cell. It is. But it was supposed <laughs> to be Great Cali versus Big Show. He just never showed up. Batista just walks out. So Batista seemed to like ha- be the on call guy for anyone who didn't show up. Batista's your Batista's your number one sub. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, oh, go on out there, go on. <laughs> and I mean, the match itself, it, it's a street fight, so it's effectively a three on one match where it's Vader, Goldust, and and Coach. And Batista kills them all. <laughs> he just yeah, I mean, them fair all. play to fair play to. I mean, Coach is obviously just there to be yeah. killed. Yeah. Uh Goldust, not in the best shape he's ever been in, but can still move. Vader, yeah. oh my God, this is it's so sad. So sad. It's so sad. Here's because the he he was and like oh, this this is what we were talking about earlier, like about the uh, generational fans, like fans who are only fans around this time. Yeah, and they'll see Vader and they go, "Oh, this is Vader." No, yeah, it's not fair. Vader was. Legitimately terrifying. Yeah, Vader, Vader was a killer. Yeah, Vader ripped mankind's ear off. Yeah, Vader nearly broke Mick Foley's back. Yeah. Vader went to Japan and he had the goofiest headset that shot jets of air. And if anyone else <laughs> did it, you'd laugh at them. And when Vader did it, you'd shit yourself because he was goddamn Vader. So there's a sign on the hard camera in this match that says, "I want an animal bite." <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a really good sign also on the hard camera where he's like Austin flakes again oh which was a deep so, cut was this after so, well, yes. I'm not sure the time it was, was, this after it was it, he yeah was... it was after he walked away on Brock yeah oh yeah so it's so, three years later so here's the thing the thing with Brock you can argue both sides because Austin said he didn't walk away because they wanted him to lose to Brock. He says he walked away because they wanted him to lose to Brock on a show with no build, with no like a storyline leading up to it, and like no like it should have been like Austin losing. And I kind of agree with him. It should have been a big moment. Should have been like a like a pay per view main event or something. And I kind of agree with that. But I also agree that the whole point was that Brock Lesnar was this young, upcoming, overwhelming force. Like, 
he didn't need a big build up. He was going to kill guys on Raw, kill guys on SmackDown, kill guys on Heat. He was just so I kind of see both sides of it. But with this, when they wanted Austin, the pretty much apart from Hulk Hogan, maybe the biggest wrestler in the world to come out of retirement and lose the coachman, I'd have told him to fuck off as well. Absolutely. So Batista won handily, and then we go to our. I'm going to throw this one over to you. Um, the Fulfill Your Fantasy Battle Royale match. So we only had one of these type of matches compared to last year, where we had two. Um, so poor King only got to have his literacy out once. So walk us through, Martin. What happened? But he, but he, 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 he made the most of it. So um, now I've. If people want to correct me. They can pay an Xbox euro, and they can <laughs> and they can correct me. But I'm I'm pretty sure. So King has a, a list of uh, Kingisms, but his first one is uh, off the charts. Yeah. Now I've I've listened back to it a couple of times to make sure that that's what he says. And like I said, if people want to pay an Xbox euro and correct me, I'm more than happy to do that. But Ashley walks out. Mm. Now, I don't know if it's to do with uh, the fact that they had to change their costumes really quickly or that Ashley was maybe wearing her wrestling gear under her lingerie, or mm-hmm. I suppose lingerie. But there is, out of the back of Ashley's wrestling gear, a long white string hanging. And right. it, looks like, it looks like it might be like the string from like, you know, if you're wearing a pair of shorts and you right. pull them tight or whatever. And King says, I wonder, is that a regulation tampon? Oh, my God, I missed that. I wound it back a couple. That's what I... I, I maybe oh I'm mishearing it. Maybe oh I'm God. mishearing it. Oh, my but God. I can't think of what else it could be. Well, Is that a, is that a regulation? That has, to be, that, has, that has to be up there. <laughs> if that's what he said, that's up there with Mark Madden. That, that's... He crossed the line. <laughs> regulation <laughs> tampon. Like like she was gonna do like a like a Bianca Belair and whip just whip, whip other girls with the tampon string. You know, I will say this was like toned down to last year. Uh, I mean it just looked like the girls were wearing they're like with the exception of Maria. Maria was the only one who like you know. But I think she was yeah, like the odd on It's largely girls wearing lingerie over the wrestling gear. So. Yeah, which I, I it, it does show you like it's toned down, but also it's like there's actual girls in here who can who can work. You know, it was like well he, here's like, the really thing, going for it, like which is great. Once once I get through my kingisms and we Sorry. have an actual chat about the match. Sorry, like, go on. Uh, let's oh, no 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 God no I didn't mean that as a No no <laughs> you're right. You're right. I, I want to hear the rest of the list. <laughs> so um so the next so that was Ashley coming out. The next uh wrestler who came out I can't, I can't remember who they were person by person uh, but she was wearing something very revealing and King's comment was Joey do you have a paper towel oh it's Candice Michelle that's who it was Candice there you go yeah. Candice came out do you have a paper oh my god do you have a paper towel yeah <laughs> he obviously needed to wipe the sweat from his brow not to catch the uh Spurting ropes <laughs> from his tiny phallus. <laughs> now, 
<laughs> the reason I know he can is because <laughs> when Victoria came out, so you, you know that clarity you have after you've ejaculated, like you're really built up, you're ready for anything. You're mad. No, me and you, we're going to be together forever, and I'm going to spend my whole life just <laughs> choking and fucking you. And then, and then you ejaculate, and you're like, ah, should probably let go of this girl's neck. Right. Oh, Consen- consensual, by the way. Consensual, of uh, course. So then Victoria comes out, but Victoria's a proper wrestler. Yeah, you know she's not. <laughs> she's she's not, a, not a model. You know, rolling around. She's a proper wrestler. She so she comes out in like what would be considered pretty conservative gear. You know, it's just yeah. her wrestling gear. I mean, it's skimpy. Like, if a girl walked down the street wearing it, you'd be like, mother of Jesus. But, um, <laughs> you know, she's just, she's just wearing her, her gear. And Styles isn't talking about her memories or her arse And Styles is talking about her, like, wrestling career. She's like, she's been in Ring of Honor. She's been in Impact. She's been a world champion. She's blah, blah, blah. She's been everywhere. She's like, she's got an incredible list of accomplishments. She's genuinely amazing athlete. And King goes, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't give a shit. Doesn't care. Doesn't give a shit. Right? And then, uh, oh, and then Maria comes out. So, going back to what we said earlier, where Maria was like, there's a like genuinely good Ring of Honor wrestler. Yeah. When she came to WB, they made her a bimbo for some reason. Yeah. Right? And this wasn't even said by King. This was said by Joey Styles. This this is actually what prompted me to go and like look up uh, what her character was. So she comes out and she looks really low. Like okay, she, what she's wearing is pretty skimpy, but uh, like like she didn't look like an idiot or anything. No. And she gets into the ring and Joey Styles goes, you know. I saw Maria backstage and I asked her if she could make me some ice and she told me I forgot the recipe. I'm like, I mean, I get the joke, but under what circumstance <laughs> like, would Joey Styles ever walk up to a restaurant and go, make me some ice? <laughs> you know that was a Vince McMahon line, had to be. Oh, he's like I, he's just screaming in his head like, say, it, say, say it say it say <laughs> it Joey's going it, it doesn't make any sense say it <laughs> but she's such a lovely girl say it <laughs> uh, that's exactly what uh, you, you and I know that's exactly what was happening let, that. Uh, that was it uh, who comes out I, I don't even know who comes out then Trish Trish comes out then and then uh King does is just typical run of the mill. Goes, hey, if I told Trish she had a beautiful body, do you think she'd hold it against me? <laughs> <laughs> I think he was more. I think he was more restrained though this year. Well, so here's the thing: is like, I mean, you got to look at these. What? So because I didn't watch. At this time, I don't know the details, but I know this is in and around the years when they moved to PG, yeah. it became a publicly traded company. Yeah. So I don't know exactly when that that transition happened. But, pretty um, much. A pretty, so they became a fully traded company in like the Attitude Era, but they went PG pretty much 2006, 2007, when Cena goes away from being the, you know, the tug life thing. 
that's mm. when it really kicks in. Yeah, so so I can see here why they're doing the soft porn thing. Yeah. You know, rather than the like what, era. What we're, just... we're we're for example, we're a year we're a year removed from HLA. <laughs> and three minute warning. But so, we're I mean... also like uh so <laughs> obviously it's ridiculous. Look, the battle royale <laughs> itself the battle royale itself is 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 not the best battle royale ever. No, it's not. It's not. It's also what I will say is it's not the worst battle royale you're ever gonna see. No. And we said this about the one last year. Like you have a mix here of genuine women dressers and hot girls who found themselves in wrestling. Yeah. And you can tell the difference between the two. Trish Stratus is a wrestler, uh, uh Victoria is a wrestler. Mickey James is a wrestler. Yeah. Um the other, the oh, other two the other two aren't. And you can clearly not, see not, they aren't. Not yeah. so much. And they're very awkward in the way they fall and the way they yeah. move and everything. But uh so a couple of things I'll say about this is that right, it's not the best battle around in the world. Um the Mickey James Trish Stratus storyline is genuinely brilliant. It is, yeah. It's really fascinating. This kind of psycho fan who's actually a good wrestler but still loves Trish Stratus and is willing to sacrifice herself for Trish Stratus, even though Trish Stratus doesn't want that at all, is kind of brilliant. But it's it's kind of good, but Mickey James plays it so oh, sorry, I'm I'm still getting over this cold. Mickey James plays it so well. It's actually brilliant. She does. And I mean, it, it kind of, it sets up the end of the match as well, quite nicely. Um, and, and that entire feud, really, because it would go all the way to WrestleMania and everything, and then to be the heel tour, and the Mickey James would end up being... Darren, well, up, don't, don't, don't bury the lead. It would go all the way to WrestleMania, and what would happen? Go on, sir. The V-Lick. Oh god! Ah! <laughs> you can't see anywhere because they removed it. Oh, you can still find it, but the V lick happened. <laughs> this is the this yeah. is the genesis of the origin of the V lick. <laughs> <laughs> but this is this is where that started. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know what else to call it like <laughs> the cunning linguist um <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but but uh so, so this is where that that started from this this Mickey James thing. uh but a genuinely not terrible performance an actually really good story yeah particularly for the women's division um and uh the the only issue I had with this, like because nobody expected this to be like the best match in the world. The only issue I had with this, and I don't know if this was a mistake, like a botch by the wrestlers or a botch by Joey Styles, but Joey Styles very clearly says at the start, and I wind it back to to watch, to make sure that I didn't miss here. Is the only way to win is to go over the top rope. Yeah. And both yeah. feet touch the floor. I literally have that in my notes too. Yeah. Yeah. And this match ends by Mickey James and Victoria going through the middle rope. No, no, no. Not 
going over the top rope. Not even, not e- no, not even going over the middle rope. They go under the middle rope. Oh, yeah, they do. Sorry, I just rewound it. Yeah, they go <laughs> over the bottom. I thought they went over the second rope. Okay, they went no, under they the middle over, rope. They go over. They go over the. Like, they go over the rope that you roll under to get into the ring. Like <laughs> the lowest possible version of being thrown out of the ring unless the ring is made of ice. But something, um, something very similar happened last year where, you know, the definition of a battle gets very loose, shall we say. So, so like, like, what do you think? Is that a, is that a botch at the end? Mickey James was supposed to do like a cactus jack over the top clothesline or... Did uh, Joey Styles get it wrong? But, I think Joey. I think Joey Styles got it wrong. I think it's a case I mean, with, with. I think with that specific match, they're like, once you go over the top rope, it's fine. And he was kind of like, oh, it's like the Royal Rumble, which I mean, look, it's a fair assumption to make. But at the same time, you're like, oh, it, yeah, it draws attention to stuff you don't want to draw attention to. It was. It was actually something that I. And the only reason I noticed it was because when they did the. Battle Royale last year, and the Battle Royale last year had like ten or twenty of them in it, mm. but like a lot of them were obviously not wrestlers. They were just hot girls in wrestling. Um, and the rule then was, yeah, if you just fall out of the ring and your feet touch the floor, you're out. So then, when Joey Styles was like, "Oh, you have to go over the top rope," I was like, "Oh, so they've got proper wrestler because there's only six of them as i go so they're proper wrestlers like they're like they know how to take a bump over the top rope but uh Mm. yeah obviously that wasn't (laughs) the case so we had trish winning and they cut the promo which kind of sets up as you said what you said um also (laughs) what what do you think of mickey james i love mickey james i think she's great but again I love like he's one of the best impact wrestling champions of all time. Uh she, so she comes out and she's wearing the lingerie and she's like doing her like bouncing around the place thing. Yeah. You know, like she likes to like jump her she's really excitable and blah blah blah. And it's the only time and I, I felt dirty. I felt wrong. But uh King says Oh, she she really likes bouncing around the place. I like oh the way God. she bounces, and I'm like, God, you know, I do, I do too. <laughs> King, King, you're a goddamn latch, and I, I hate that I feel the same as you. But Jesus, that's a great bounce. <laughs> she is brilliant. She really is. Um, yeah. So the next match is for the inter in the Intercontinental Championship, which is oh, weird. Is isn't that a discussion in itself? It's so bizarre. It really is. And I totally forgot about this because it's like, and I mean, to be fair, Joey Styles actually mentions it. He goes, this match is about everything but the Intercontinental Championship, which is true. And it's kind of your so, main event So as what well. a perfect opportunity to waste the Intercontinental Championship. Well, I mean, this was like Rick Flair. This was all got to do with Evolution, you know, where they all had the belts yeah. and, and then yeah. it eventually would be degraded. But, um... Yeah, so this was Ric Flair's second cage match in subsequent years, which is kind of like, whoa. Uh, it goes on for like 25 minutes, and it is absolutely, it's extremely violent. It really is. Like, there's a bit where Rick caves in Triple H's head with a chair. Like. The, the only, so the 
uh, video package that set this up is great. I actually meant to say earlier, the video package that even though it's a total bullshit match, the video package that sets up the Mankind Carlito matches. Yeah, it was brilliant. brilliant. You're actually like, you go from like, what is this bullshit? Like, why are they wasting McFoley to, oh yeah, kill that apple-eating fucker. Yeah, get him, get him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the video package for this is fantastic. Like, it is. It genuinely makes sense as a story. Triple H has idolised Ric Flair and now Ric Flair's been signed to WWF yeah. and he's like delighted but it turns out that he's not the Ric Flair he remembers yeah. and you know what? Like we were talking about TNA or Impact earlier. I'd rather you were dead than tarnished your legacy so I'm going to end you. Yeah, great I mean, story. It's a great story. It is, and it's like just so weird that they're doing on Taboo Tuesday. Yeah, it's it's so bizarre. But I mean, the match itself is like a high spot that just oh. feels like it doesn't belong there because it's such an actual good match. It's too good for it. And you're like, what was the point of this? Nobody was watching it. You know, they're both bleeding. They're both in bits, and you're like. Okay. Here, here's what I don't <laughs> get. You, is do that, you know, this happens in November, right? Yeah. This whole pay per view is full of just bullshit that could happen on Raw. Yeah. Any of this nonsense could happen on Raw. But this, a genuinely great story and what turned out to be a very good match. Like, why couldn't you hold this for two months and put it in the Royal Rumble? Hold it for five months and put it in WrestleMania. Triple H, Ric Flair, WrestleMania cage match, like, I don't know, This it just seemed so out of place because it was so much better than anything else that happened on the show. I agree. I mean, in every conceivable way, the match delivered way more than anyone expected it to deliver. It was violent, it was brutal, it kind of it was the main event of the night, like legitimately. And when it's all said and done, you're like, what was the point of that? It doesn't mean anything. It's a Tuesday night randomly in California. For the, for the IC title. Yeah. Crazy. And they're both bleeding more. Like Triple Rick. H is bleeding all over the place. Rick is bleeding five minutes into the match. And you're like. But I'm actually not, not to be a wanker, but I, I timed it. Three minutes. Three minutes? There you go. Three. Even worse. I was being conservative. It's um, the first... Uh, it's They actually they wrestle around for a bit. They they actually... It's kind of cool. They treat the cage like... Um, yeah, it's very good. I wish they did that like more. Mox and yeah. Omega treat the, the barbed wire. But that's like what you're bo- supposed to. They both try to, to avoid it. Yeah, yeah you're, it's f- supposed to hurt. Like. Exactly. And the first time... That Flair hits the cage, he's busted open. Yeah, and Triple so H is busted cool. open. He's busted open from the the grating. It, yeah, yeah. It's, it feels like, oh man, this is why, like the cage feels like it's dangerous. Yeah, and it should. But how were they able to put a cage match on in two thousand and five that feels more dangerous than the the bastardized version of the hell in the cell they'd done by that stage like they'd they'd even by never mind 2020 by 2005 they'd ruined the hell in the cell well i mean i think because triple h was in there that's probably why triple h and and rick and they're like no we're gonna have a match if i if i look at facebook i 
turns out that you have a bit of a fetish for Triple H, so I don't know how how uh, how impartial you are. I'm I, look. I, I make no no apologies for Triple H being the greatest wrestler of all time. <laughs> you make no apologies for your lies. My lies. Here, what I will say about this is, Ric Flair, when this match is happening, fifty six years old. Wow. Wow. Fair play. Here's one. Here's one for you as well, right? I'm just gonna name some names here. Go for it. Uh. Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels, yep, Batista, Triple H. They're all people who aren't. Oh, Jimmy Snuka. They're all people who aren't wrestling anymore. Yep. Ric Flair is still wrestling. Yep. And and still will be. And still will be. <laughs> still will be. He's not done, despite yep. the lies he says. <laughs> Maybe he'll never wrestle in the US again, but I swear to God, I'm 37 years old. And I don't have a great diet, but I, I think I have a few years ahead of me still. But I will be lying on my deathbed, and just with my final breath, I'll say to my 12th son, DM Ric Flair's Puerto Rico match for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. To give it to him, like people give Jericho shit for being fifty and wrestling. Yeah, and Jericho's class. Yes, and uh, man, I gotta give it to Flair here. Look, he's not bouncing around the place. He's not. He's not doing anything particularly athletic, but he knows how to control the crowd. He knows how to have a wrestling match. He knows how to bleed on his blonde locks. I'll be honest with you. Bloody great match. It really was. Um, okay, so the next match is it's a triple threat match for the WWF championship, WWE Championship. John Cena, Kurt Angle, and Shawn Michaels. Now, what's interesting about this straight off the bat is the way they showed it. Like John Cena is supposed to be who you want to win, right? And it's a bit at the beginning where this kid is has a disposable camera. And his dad just knocks him in the head. He's like, stop with the camera. <laughs> What's he doing? He just caught that horrible bit of child abuse. You know, <laughs> camera just for no reason. Obviously, he's like, just watch him. But he just smacks him like it's gas. If your dad abuses you, you should love John Don't Cena. Pop, 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 Tell you what, before this match starts, they have a, a bit of a... Uh, kind of a those promos they do where they go around the city the video goes around and goes WWE in whatever city and we got so many thousand people here and ah. the the thing to do with this one is they go it's WWE it's Taboo Tuesday and we've had uh, with the main event coming up we've tallied the votes and we've had 6.5 million votes cast and I'm like you have 174,000 pay-per-view buys. There's no way to happen. You have... There's no way I, to happen. I looked it up. I looked it up. The absolute peak for that entire year, for 2005, Raw absolutely peaked at 5 million. and It didn't get 5 million the whole year. It, The highest point it got that year was 5 million. So, 
I I don't believe that. I don't, <laughs> I think I, you're telling fibs. I don't believe that you get six point five million votes about Taboo Tuesday. I I don't believe you. I think you're lying to me, Vince. <laughs> I don't believe that. I don't know why you weren't just like you know what a million. A million yeah. sounds good. We'll go with a million. I mean, at least that's yeah, believable. Because like, not just nine, lying. That, <laughs> I got ninety-seven, ninety, whatever thousand in the Silverdome for Hulk Hogan slamming under the giant. I mean, you know, very low definition. I'm not going to be able to sit there and count every person yeah, who was so in the arena. Yeah, so six million three hundred and fifty-one thousand one hundred and eighty-eight votes. Six and a half million, really, Vince? Really? I mean, that's the entire population of Ireland and then some. That's um, that's everybody who watched Raw and then one and a half million people who who didn't watch Raw but felt compelled to vote on Taboo Tuesday. Well, maybe people voted multiple times because I do recall that you could vote, particularly with Cyber Sunday, you could like, vote over and over and over and over again. Yeah, well, then that only also means it's false but i prefer i prefer the supernatural version where, where <laughs> you, you have five million people who watch raw and then you have a million and a half people who just woke up on taboo monday and were like i must i must vote they i just must went, vote for my they went on their dial-up internet connection they, yeah, they, they just woke they just woke up woke up on taboo morning and went, huh, huh. I cage match, cage match, and then their their partner was going. Oh, what are you talking about, darling? They're just going cage match, cage match. It's like, sweetheart, what what's happening? I don't understand what's happening. Call the doctor. Call the doctor. Cage Michael. match, cage match. And then the doctor comes out and he puts. It's a oh my god. I I've seen this happening all over the place. It's taboo Tuesday. That would be a good marketing ploy. See, that'd be an amazing ad. They should have done that. <laughs> She's got a fever. And the only cure is to vote on Double Tuesday. <laughs> Who will Rob Conway the face? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Think of Rob Conway. Oh, my God. Buff Bagwell. What is that? <laughs> he needs your votes. Buff Bagwell doesn't need your votes. He's already Buff Bagwell. <laughs> Bob Conway needs your votes. He's not even Buff Bagwell. <laughs> oh my God. They should do that. They should have Rob Conway versus Buff Bagwell. Lose at least gimmick match. Yeah, exactly. But it's just Rob Conway attacking a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> so look, this match was terrible. Um, I mean, it was great. It was, it was actually a fantastic match until the end. You know what? I completely agree. It Which... and like we have shot on this a lot, and we'll we'll talk about the about the finish and all the other stuff. But in terms of action, I mean, you got you got two great wrestlers and Cena. Yeah. Uh, uh, but there was genuinely sequences like parts of this were genuinely brilliant, and even the bits of it that weren't only bring it down to like. Overall, like a like a B, it's yeah. Pretty, but genuinely good match. Like this was this was what was this is why this period was frustrating when I came back to watch wrestling, and I was like, okay, you can have the best match in the world, and I would. They'd have like proper like 
eight out of ten matches, and then Cena would win. And you're like, what is the actual point of this? What was achieved, you know? Well, the worst part was that, um, like, so later on in the lol Cena wins era, Cena was, I mean, he's never been a great wrestler, but he was good. He, He was competent, at least, later on. But this back in two thousand five was still pretty green. Yeah, and, green uh, as grass. Like he literally just oh, won the belt from oh JBL WrestleMania. There's, there's parts of this match where he is wrestling, like, uh, oh, and I don't mean this. To, I don't mean this to sound sexist. I mean it to sound like a reflection of the way women were treated at the time. But he's wrestling in this match at times like a diva. Like, yeah. He's getting hit with moves, and he's he's really awkwardly reacting to them, like he's almost bouncing back before he's hit, yeah, um, or getting hit, and then almost a delayed reaction. And again, that is not a reflection of women's wrestling. That's just what WWE's version of women wrestling was at the time. Yeah, because they were trained in the same place. And then, and then they'd kick Cena out of the match. And have a, Angle, have a, yeah, Angle and, and Sean Angle and Michael have a match. I mean, amazing, I mean, yeah. brilliant, terrific match. And then Cena would crawl in from the side. You'd be like, "Get out of here, Cena! Get, get out of <laughs> here! Don't ruin the match! <laughs> Shut the fuck out of here! What are you doing?" And it's like that's, and that's why it was so frustrating because like there's this brilliant match. Cena shows up in the last five minutes, wins, and then it's just like, ugh. Yeah, that's, the, that was bad. The worst part was that even the bloody winning segment was good, but it was good because the other two guys, yeah, like Angle and uh, Michaels had this great segment where they were trading finishers, blah blah. And I didn't see any come in and and and, and did the fu, but uh, it's it annoys me in the same way it annoys me when people go like, "Oh my God, Logan Paul's a great wrestler." I'm like, no. Logan Paul is a very good athlete who is being carried to great wrestling matches by great wrestlers. Well, here's the thing: I wouldn't even. I would say that I would rather have any Logan Paul match than what Cena did, because there were no big spots that Cena would do. He would just go and do the FU, and that would be it. He's actually, and like me and you have a mutual love of Raven. Yeah. And part of the reason I hate Cena, it's because he's the anti-Raven. Yeah. Because Raven, like, uh, so I I was actually at a training thing Raven was at. So jealous, man. Raven said, and I've seen him actually, it wasn't the first time he said this, he said this in other videos. Raven said, you only need five moves. If you have a good character, you only need to know five moves. You can mix those moves up, and he's like, "You don't need to know the same five moves. Sometimes you can go, ah, I get rid of that move, and I'll do a different move, you know. But at any one time, to be a great wrestler, all you need is a good character and to only know five moves, right? Right. John John Cena completely misunderstood that, and all he heard was, "You only need to know five moves." You know what? For years, and long-term fans of any show that I've done, our listeners, or 
for years, my big criticism was Cena. Well, of Cena was he does not have a character. He never had a character. No one could ever sit sit down and say, "Okay, what's Cena's character?" And this was during the worst of it. Like I'm like, tell me Cena's character. I really want to know what it is. Yeah. And they can. Uh, he's a sure thing in unsure times. I'm like, that's not a character. That's a description. And you, you hit the nail on the head. Economics. No, that's a that's a catchphrase. That's not yeah. A... And you hit the nail on the head. I mean, that was it. Like that's the problem. It's not so much his in ring work, which was what it was. It was like. There's no nothing to grab onto. There's no like character. If if Cena had come around, if Cena was WWE's main guy, and WCW still existed, WWE's dead. Yeah, dead. Absolutely. Because okay, look, look for at all here. the piss for all the piss we can take at WCW, their guys had character. Like, well, look at this way, right? No, but me and you, no, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't no, mean go that. Well, make your point. Go on, go on, go on. Love you the bit, Starry. You're a phenomenal person. I just, I just want to make this quick point. Like, go on. For, uh, for all the piss we take out of Scott Steiner, Scott Steiner's oh, yeah. character, for all the piss we take out of Booker T, for all the piss we take out of any, Jeff Jarrett, for all the yeah. piss we take out of any of the guys who are top WCW guys, when WCW was going down the toilet and it was going down the toilet. They were, they were all characters. Mm. But if, if you skip five years, like just pretend those five years didn't happen and pretend you have 2000 WCW against 2005 WWF, I think WCW wins every time. Oh, you're right. Like I mean, I I'm glad you you fleshed that point out, man, because you are spot on. Like there's, I was gonna I was I was gonna be a bit more generous and say you know The Rock compared to Cena like in the attitude era, night and day. But I mean, nothing sums it up more than that. As WCW was going down the tubes, their main characters were characters. Yeah, and, listen, man, like we what we watch those pay per views. Yeah, we we. We have that shared PTSD, <laughs> but uh, man, like even through it, you gotta say, Scott Steiner was kind of cool. Scott Steiner was amazing. I mean, Scott Steiner was kind of class. Yeah, I mean, he's you incredible. Know? Like you know, and the thing about it is, Scott Steiner and his stupid chainmail, and I'm walking out there with half naked women, or you know. What Batista or friggin' uh, this match? Give me Scott Steiner, man. Like, yeah, it's 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 not going to be consistently good, but it's going to fluctuate violently from brilliant <laughs> to terrible, and if nothing else, that's that's more entertaining. And I think that kind of sums it up. Like, yeah, you might have got better wrestling at the top, but the entire and I mean, like, look, we said you know the problem here is star power. No one on that show, with the exception of the last couple of matches, had any star power. But and, WCW, and, and couple, literally, yeah. the word couple, literally, like a hand, two, like a handful. No, no, not a handful. The last two, everything right. else was done. And I, look, I'm, I, I just pulled up uh, Sin, WCW <laughs> Sin, right? Just, just, just to compare, right? 
Oh, I love you, Daryl. I love how <laughs> I love how dexterous and quick you are on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so I just pulled it up just to compare, right? Scott Steiner versus Fast Jeff Jarrett. Fingers, Dara. There you go. <laughs> Scott Steiner, Jeff Jarrett, Sid Vicious, and Road Warrior Animal, right? Four oh. Right? I'll take that any day. And I bet you it was te- terrible. Well, it was. That was the one where Sid Vicious, like, you know, his knee went, his leg went the other way. That's where he broke his leg. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I bet he was terrible. Man, I'd still watch that. I'd watch that. Shane Douglas versus uh, Hugh Erection in the first in the oh, first blood chain match. Even, I'll take that. I'll even, take that. even just for the pure comedy of ripping into it. <laughs> See, that's the thing. That. That's the thing. And then you're looking at it here and you're like, right, this was objectively bad, but there was it wasn't boring. Taboo Tuesday and by extension, Tales to Five in general was just boring. kind of boring. Isn't that, isn't, but isn't that the worst crime you can commit in wrestling? I agree. Yeah, I agree. Is not to be bad. Like, half of the reason people love wrestling is because it's terrible. Yeah, because you have something to laugh at and enjoy. The, exactly. The worst thing you can be is boring. And I mean, I would say, like, with the exception of, look, it was nice to see McFoley. It's always nice to see McFoley. But I yeah. could have done without pretty much this entire card. Up until Ric Flair and Triple H. Well, look, I'll be honest with you. The women's match actually, the wrestlers were quite good, and the girls there are, are so I'll, I'll I'll keep that in as well. But and we're a couple of red blooded males. I mean, absolutely, yeah. We're so, not I mean, we're not going to argue about beautiful women in lingerie. We absolutely are not. So I, I I was kind of being a bit selfish in that as well. But I will keep those three matches in, and the rest, tastefully, can fuck off. <laughs> it was terrible and it will stay in its vault never to be seen or, or spoken about again until next week when we have to talk about Cyber Sunday we do yeah. Cyber I'm actually I'm ex- it's so weird I'm excited about Cyber Sunday because I, you know, I want to see what what the difference is what the transition is if, they, if they've learned you know because they were obviously going well look this is a this is a there's a kernel of good idea here but Tuesday just isn't working. It isn't so working. So we're gonna we're gonna take this idea and move it to Cyber Sunday, and I'm I'm excited to see if they've learned from it and improved it, and I'm even more excited to see if they've just fucked it up beyond belief. Oh, I just <laughs> I, looked at the card. I, I can't wait. I, I haven't I haven't even seen anything. I'm not looking at anything. I'm doing no research. I'm just gonna <laughs> stick it on and marvel and then get on on the phone and just rant at you well we've ranted for three and a half hours Beautiful. on this one so i want to thank you martin for your insightful incredible dedication and comment commentary on this as we navigated one of the worst shows i think we've watched which is saying something because i mean we watched, Dara, well we've talked for longer in this show oh the God. show was two hours and 58 minutes and I think we spent an hour and a half trying not to talk about the show <laughs> <laughs> oh poor Joey Styles he got way more than he, than he bargained for well luckily he never had to do it again because whatever he said to King obviously got him fired no he, he was he was leading down, down to for ages until he got his promo on, uh, on Vince 
well now I'm even more desperate to know what that thing he said to King was where I was like oh now I've said that I'll probably never work here again and King just said yeah <laughs> no um, he worked there for another year and, until he cut a shoe promo and walked out now I'm desperate to know what that is god <laughs> well, you know what maybe when we're done with this cyber arc maybe we'll do a, like a Joey Styles arc that could be fun that could be fun but we are going to leave it there guys uh because because we've gone for three and a half hours this show will be cut up in several parts depending on where you're listening to it <laughs> but we might put it on patreon i don't know but oh, uh yeah. martin have you got anything you want to plug before we uh before absolutely we get go on um having lived uh in cork i know that in the south in uh, cinemas, they have certain uh, black lights that make it impossible to see your own veins. So you actually can't do heroin in the to- <laughs> the toilets of a cork cinema. So what I would say is to take the advice of all WWE wrestlers and do your heroin in a Chili's. Well, technically, it was the TNA wrestler at that point. Uh, but previously had been WWE. Like, look, WWE loves claiming people were wrestlers. On like, like WWE, uh, whenever they had Sting, like talked about Sting's great history and never fucking once mentioned that he was TNA. Like for ten years, or like Kurt Angle, they never mentioned Kurt Angle's TNA. So if they're not going to do that, then I'm going to say that WWE. It, it, uh, advises you to take your heroin in a Chili's rather than a Burger King. That's fair. That's fair. Guys, I want to push uh, <laughs> com, uh, the True Penny channel and anywhere else as well. Your support is great. Um, please do go over to Patreon. Uh, send us some money. That would be nice. And we will talk to you next week here where we look at Cyber Sunday 2006. God help us. Bye guys. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. 